My name is Stephen King. I've written several motion pictures, but I want to tell you about a movie called Maximum Overdrive, which is the first one I've directed. A lot of people have directed Stephen King novels and stories, and I finally decided if you want something done right, you ought to do it yourself. It was my first picture as a director, and you know something? I sort of enjoyed it. I just wanted someone to do Stephen King right. So come and spend some time with me and my friends at the Dixie Boy. Spend some time in the dark. I'm gonna scare the hell out of you. You're listening to the Buzzkill Podcast. Episode 106, welcome to the Buzz to Kill podcast, where today we're talking about the King's Chariot. <laughs> right? That'll go? Yep. That. So, so in, in 19, I'll get there, in 1986, mm-hmm. when the Maximum Overdrive was made, Stephen King says, if you want something done right, you gotta do it yourself. Yeah. In 2013, in an interview for his Under the Dome TV series, he says, and I quote, Maximum Overdrive is the worst adaptation of his work. (laughs) (laughs) So apparently, you can't trust the guy to do anything. I'm Mike. I'm Jim. I'm Justin. And uh, in the hot seat. Tank. Hey, Tank. (laughs) Tank. (laughs) What's up? Tank again. I feel like with a name like Tank, you have to be, like, forceful with it, you know? Do you have some explosions you could, uh, (laughs) you know, like... Sound effects you could add to that, or like that, like we'll do e- it in post. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to echo and come from like I'm take 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 take. Perfect. Thanks for having me again. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. When were you last on? What oh episode man, was it? it was. Uh, we did. Uh, what the hell did we do? Oh, um, oh, we did nerd shit. We did uh, legend and <laughs> ah, uh, that was yeah. it. Nerd, nerd shit. Nerd yeah. shit. <laughs> and uh, it was legend and what the fuck was the other one? I don't know. I Apparently can't, it was I can't great remember episode. any of our episodes. Oh my Ooh, god! Yeah, Pan's bad. Labyrinth. Pan's yeah, Labyrinth. Yeah, that's the one. So, yeah. I was just thinking about how great that that movie is today. It's so good. Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah, yeah so that was good. my first time seeing it. Sadly. Me too. I Me mean, too. Was it? Yeah. And you both and us. you both watched it like a thousand times since, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yes. Oh, there it was. Oh, there it was. <laughs> I decided to turn around and find so I was like, I probably got something on here. <laughs> oh my god! So uh, today is uh, this is week two of our uh, Stephen Kingathon fest thing. The celebration of uh, Stevie Boy. Yeah. Was, uh, do we ever figure out how old he's? Uh... I did, in fact. Oh, let me, uh, how old is he? This, let me pull uh, this up September twenty first. I know his actual birthday. September twenty first is his birthday. He is currently seventy, so that will make oh, him seventy one. Seventy one years here, young. So. Ooh. Um, He's Which, had, uh, in Stephen King years, that's like 90, considering all the coke he's done in his life. <laughs> <laughs> which, which we'll get into when we talk about Maximum Overdrive. Yes, we will. <laughs> you can't name a book Maximum Overdrive and not be doing a bunch of blow when you do it. So. Yeah. That's a yeah. fact. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so this week we got uh, Maximum Overdrive and Christine, his two, uh, his two car, not, not two, he's got more than... More than two, but two of his car adaptations, well, which is, vehicles. Which is why we call it the King's Chariot. That's right. But before we get to that, how are you gentlemen doing? Not too bad, not too bad. Too, well, well, yeah, 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 great. Had a nice little weekend. Went no. Up, went up to BA to uh, 
playing the Mangina Invitational, mm. which I just realized today. Uh, so the Mangina Invitational is a yearly golf outing that we do where we all, all the guys dress up in pink and we tee off from the ladies' tees. And it's uh, become something of a <laughs> something of a of a, a show around the bad experts. And um, I was just thinking about it today. Today, this year was our ninth year, mm-hmm. and this year should have been our tenth year for the champ out, but we didn't do it. No, which sir. means that the Mangina and the the champ out are now tied for first for the 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 uh, longest running traditions that I've had in my adult life. Uh, we haven't done it yet. There's still time. Is there? It's probably not going to happen. No. But there's still time. What <laughs> so, about your uh, tradition of being married? Uh, what about that? How how many years is that? <laughs> uh, th- those both surpass because uh, this will be this will be year number eight for us coming up in October. Oh, okay. So. Okay. Yep. That. So anyway. So I find this funny. Uh, last week we did our episode on uh, it. Yes. And it. Mm-hmm. Uh, two years ago, my uh, my Facebook memories told me this. Two years ago, we released episode four, which was all about clowns, and two we or two years to the actual week, we released another episode about clowns. <laughs> I find that very funny for some strange reason. We've only done it twice. Tiddly winks the clown here. The inevitable return. That's uh, that's pretty cool. I find that funny. I think there. I think we've had other weird lineups like that before too. Like lines of coke. Like lines of coke. <laughs> We're doing coke for this. Off episode. your cute little tush. Right. Oh what? yeah, that's why you're here. We're doing oh, yeah. coke. Oh. Didn't didn't you didn't you bring the blow? You brought the. <laughs> Oh, uh, crap. You know, you know what? I just realized Not that. very progressive, man. <laughs> you know what's funny? Someone from the DEA is going to be listening to this, and they're going to be like, let's go get them, and they're going to bust in, and no one's going to be here because it's pre-recorded. <laughs> just do a couple lines of ice. <laughs> so uh, what else have you guys been up to? Uh, not a whole lot. Uh, we're going up north this weekend. Yeah, going so, up for a bachelor uh, we're getting, party. Getting prepped for uh, getting, my, getting our livers prepped tonight mm. for... Mm-hmm. Uh, that shit show that it is promised to be. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually not drinking this weekend. I've decided. Oh, yeah, really? So, yeah, I just I'll have a good time being high on life. No, you won't. And cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna drink, but I am gonna do copious amounts of coke. I mean, it's, it's a fair trade-off, right? Australian reds and uh, how do I put this? Colombian whites. <laughs> um, <laughs> what have you been up to, Jay? Uh, I, I saw something cool today. I was uh, driving down 12 Mile by I-94, and I'm coming across the, the expressway, and I see like all these state police, and they're in a driveway by that embassy party store over there. They're right at the house next door, and there was yes! like, lady cops with their assault rifles out, and they're like running around with police dogs, and there was just police everywhere, and, and I didn't know what was going on, but I was like, yes, you get them! <laughs> get them, whoever you're after. Did you ever figure out what it was? No. Oh. I do. We must have driven by like right next to each other, because I drove by as they were doing it, too. There was the SUV in the driveway and a car further up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Was it at Embassy or was it? It was like uh, next door. It was in the house right next door to the liquor store. And there was cops down all the side streets around there and stuff. I don't know if they were looking for somebody that did something or or doing a drug raid on that house or something. Probably. But it it was cool nonetheless. I feel like... uh, There's a SWAT team at the end of the street one time and I was driving by for work and uh, yeah, they had like the battering ram to ram the door in and all that stuff. The Rammstein? The Rammstein. (laughs) It was pretty crazy. 
So, uh, what about you, Tankersley? Have you been up to um, anything lately? Nothing nearly as cool as seeing uh, lady cops with assault rifles. <laughs> so, uh, I'll just... Uh, it sounds like an exploitation film from the 70s. <laughs> lady cops with assault rifles. No, not much. I, uh, I took a week and a half vacation a couple... Yeah, about a week ago now at this point. Um, went to the western side of the state. That was nice with the family and visited family out there. My wife... Um, her her dad and uh, and stepmom live out there, and then my mom and sister live out there. So out uh, whereabouts? Saugatuck. Saugatuck. Right? Yeah. yeah, I've never been there. Oh man, looks like, lovely like, though. It's cool. It's really cool. It's a um, it's right on the water. You know, there's like uh, uh, there's docks and stuff. So a lot of people from Chicago. Uh, dro- they dock their boats and they Saugatuck. drive. They drive across the <laughs> lake. Dri- it's crazy. <laughs> no, they uh, they dock their boats in Saugatuck. So it's kind of a melting pot of people from Chicago and Michigan. And nice. like when you go to the bars there, they're playing White Sox games, Cubs games, mm-hmm. Tigers games. So it's cool. It's it's a huge gay community too. So it's just like a lot of different people, and uh, it's really cool, really nice. Definitely check it out. Did you go to the Saugatuck Brewery? Um, I've been there before, and I did drink a lot of their beer. Um, as as you do. Yeah. <laughs> Singapore IPA, I think, is what yep. it's. Because yep. Singapore um, is a, I guess there's a lost town. I don't know all the um, all the history of it, but in Saugatuck, there is like, it's like a known thing. There's this lost city of Singapore, they call Ooh. it. But I don't know. It might be all bullshit. Singapore is not lost. It's just on the other side of the world. They ain't looking for <laughs> it. They're fucking stupid. It's there. It's, it is there. I promise you it's, it's actually, there. It's actually been confirmed. <laughs> Michigan's Atlantis. Yes. Speaking of things that got lost, um, like our smarts. Our brains. Our, last week. Our head brains. Let's get into some corrections. <laughs> stupid! You're so all right, uh, I got a couple, uh, couple of corrections, and by couple I mean one. Uh, and this is brought to you by Vito, of course, uh-huh. because we can't go a week without him telling us we're stupid, um, or me in particular. <laughs> I said that um, uh, print, uh, Dracula, Prince of Darkness, was the first Hammer Horror Dracula. Yeah. I was very wrong. Oh no! The very first Hammer Horror Dracula was called the Horror of Dracula, oh. or Horrors of Dracula, oh. not Horrors. Horrors. I've seen horrors. That. Yes. The horrors of Dracula is yes. also very good. <laughs> but there is but there also is also starring Christopher Lee, which is weird. <laughs> no, 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 that was that's starring Christopher's Lee. That's <laughs> uh, I got a few here. Um oh. you didn't drive your element for twelve years. That was a lie. <laughs> I've only known you for eleven years, so and, I you, got, had, I and got, you had that stupid preteens shark car for a while. <laughs> what, that, what the hell was that? <laughs> it, was thing? The, it was the Mercury Mystique Young, Amer- young American edition. <laughs> Apparently, Mercury thought that young Americans love sharks because they had sharks embroidered on the seats. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the Young Americans edition. So funny. That's yeah. pretty great. Um, I'm not going to lie. I got it because of the sharks. <laughs> yeah. It works. How do you not? <laughs> yeah. Uh, how, so, how long did you actually have the uh, I got the car in, I got the element in 08. Or oh nine, something like that. Really? Okay. Yeah. It's what been about ten it? years. It was it was uh, oh, oh, 04. Oh okay. Oh, oh, oh 04. Oh. I think it might have been two, oh, oh wait. I think it might have been four years old when I got it. Um, another thing. Uh, of course, there are top wisdom teeth. I'm a stupid idiot. Because <laughs> uh, wait, I, did we let you say that there weren't? I just I you said something about getting all of yours out, and then mm. I said no, oh, top and bottom. And then I said, oh, are there top wisdom teeth? Yeah, of course there. Are. I'm just dumb. His um, was on top. 
Mine was on top. <laughs> oh, yours was on top? Uh-huh. Oh, shit. I thought yours was on the bottom it's for some reason. so stupid. Oh, That's, uh, Apparently, they even did, dumber. did take your wisdom teeth out. <laughs> <laughs> you big dummy. All right. Um... So I was wrong. I, I said something. I said something last week about not liking how they turned uh, Henry Bowers into a greaser in the miniseries. Yes. Now that I'm re-listening to the book, I realize that I'm wrong. He was actually kind of a greaser. They describe him in the book as uh, having butch waxed hair and wearing a pink leather jacket with an eagle on the back, which mm, that sounds awesome, by the yeah. way. That either sounds like greaser or um, what's his name from Drive. <laughs> oh, uh, oh yeah, uh, uh, Ryan, Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling. <laughs> Does he have a name in that movie? Or just... uh, the driver. The driver. Yeah, the I driver. Think. Yeah. I think it is. Yeah. Um, uh, well, sexy McSexy pants. Yeah. What an awesome movie, by the way. We'll give it up. Right. Um, Hen- we we questioned whether or not Henry Bauer's dad is a cop in the novel. He's not. Okay. And um, this whole issue of whether or not an out the front switchblade knife can actually cut into somebody if you if you press it up against their skin, according to Wikipedia. It will not. Mm. I didn't think that but it would. But I, I, I'm going to test this out. Oh. I'm gonna you get can my, use my neck. I'm gonna, <laughs> actually, I could do it right now. No, it's not a Don't blade. use my neck. <laughs> I'm going to get a pig carcass because it's the, you know, it's like the truest to life. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to try it out. So we'll see. No, you will we, not. I think we... <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm going to get myself a nice uh, block of, of, of tofu. I'll give it a try. There you there go. You go. There you go. But um, yeah. Anyway, that's all I got <laughs> for directions. Go. All right. Before we move into what we're doing this week, I do need to talk about one thing. Mm-hmm. I finally saw a movie this past week that uh, I'm kicking myself for have never seen before, mm-hmm. and that it, the movie is called Heat. Oh. Well. I finally watched Heat for the first time. It's like this, like Michael Mann's like crime, L.A. crime epic. Have you guys not seen it? Oh my god, it is incredible. You guys need to see this movie. Hmm. I, this I, this this goes nowhere if you guys haven't seen it. I guess <laughs> so, <laughs> it's just incredible. I it's will a, take your word for it. It's like a three and a half hour long, like just cop epic. It's, and it's three and a half hours. Uh, it's less than I think. It's like three and eleven minutes. There's huge myself. actors. Yeah, I was going to say pretty. Val Kilmer, Pacino, um, uh, uh, De Niro, uh, a whole bunch of other people. All the guys. All the guys. All, all the, the good guys. All the lads. All the good mm-hmm. all guys. guys. And when that movie was over with, guess what was on TV? Hmm. Mighty Ducks. Oh, nice. right. It's the movie that made me understand the difference between Greenland and Iceland. Oh, because Iceland is very green. And they Greenland na- they is were full smart, of ice. man. They fucking they named them flip floppy. They did it. It was to try and that keep, movie it was, literally it was did to teach try me and that, keep though. Americans out of one of them. <laughs> I don't know which one, but. <laughs> All right, is that it? Are you done with your yeah, sorry, heat, that's all, that's all your, your, your heat talk? I had no corrections from last week, so I'm very smart. Oh, good. Thank <laughs> you. Um, so this week, as we said, we uh, we rolled Snake Eyes last week, mm-hmm. and we're doing the, the, the uh, movies pick the beer. So the movies we already had picked out were Maximum Overdrive and Christine, yep. uh, two Stephen King classics. And uh, probably one of them more so than the other. <laughs> no, both classics for very different reasons. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, two of the best movies in the world for for different reasons. Uh, for, so it's two of the best demonic car movies in the world. How about that? Is that, is that, is that fair to say? Written by Stephen King. Written by Stephen King. <laughs> <laughs> That's rather narrow criteria. So um, to go along with that, Michael went out, and if you've ever seen. Oh, jeez. If you have ever seen Maximum Overdrive, you will know that there's a uh, a character, a pretty famous Marvel character, who is uh, heavily, heavily uh, 
featured in Maximum Overdrive. Which I still wonder if they ever got the rights to do it. Uh, they did. It's at the end of the credits. Oh, it is? Yeah. Okay. okay. I, I noticed that today for the first time ever, actually. And uh, so on the on the front of the Happy Toys truck, which is kind of like the, the leader of all the trucks, is a giant green goblin face. So Michael went out and got us some green goblin oak-aged cider. Nice. Uh, produced in the UK by Thatcher's Cider Company. And made with Somerset apples and matured in 100-year-old oak vats, Green Goblin Cider is full-flavored, bittersweet blend, beautifully balanced with a medium-dry finish. Mm. That's kind of how it's kind of like me. I have a medium-dry finish. <laughs> <laughs> funniest thing Mike has ever said. It tops his last funniest thing he ever said on a show, which I don't remember what it was. It was good. I agree. I agree. I listened to that episode, and I agree with you. That was a good hey, rip. Hey, every now and then, you get a I, get, I get a good yeah. zinger in. Um, I've always wanted to try this. I bought this for you, actually, a long time ago, when your son was born. Yeah, yeah. This was, uh, my, my son's name is Thatcher. I think, was it, was it, was it thought, for your kid being born, though, or was it for, like, your Christmas or something like that? I think I might have um, put it in. I don't think it was, it might have actually been for him being born. Yeah, yeah. something like that. Because he's, he's, uh, yeah. The difference is, the stuff that I bought you he's was, gonna like. going to be seven. It was probably close to the seven The stuff I ago. bought you was, like, two years old, because it had, like, crazy sediment in the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I still drank this it. Is, this stuff is way better looking. This is all new. Yeah, because so. uh, as far as I know, cider is not supposed to have a lot of sediment no. in the bottom. Yeah. We don't. Actually, I get, we don't. Or maybe if it's not, uh, you know, pasteurized or whatever the hell. I don't know. Oh. Doesn't Blake cider have some sediment in the uh, bottom sometimes? A little bit, actually, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. Um, we don't often drink ciders on the show. No. So this will be a... Uh, yeah. couple A couple times, but out of two I years of the shows, I think it's only been once or twice. I enjoy when we do, and especially this time of year, because we're, yeah. we're getting into fall here, so it's definitely... We're transitioning into cider season, so... Mm-hmm. Perfect time. Uh, let's give this a little try, right. boys. Cheers. Cheers. delicious mm-hmm. it's really good that's yeah, a good cider the label is mm. awesome too got some like honey nodes or something yeah there. i'm on yeah. the back end i'm getting more of it you're right mm-hmm. i wonder leather. if they uh, does it does it oh somerset apples i was gonna say do they do they use like honey crisp apples or something honey crisp apples are so expensive unless you go to randazzo and then there's the same price as every other apples which is how it should be why would any other apple ever be more expensive than the other apple? I don't know. Apples are uh, they're a tricky, tricky mistress. Tricky, tricky, tricky business. From what I've heard. But Honeycrisp apples, man, delicious. I can't wait to go apple picking. I'm, mm. I'm, like, I'm on like a stream of consciousness thing right now. Dude, we should I'm go do, to I'm Blake's. doing my best Stephen King thing. We should we should plan a Blake's trip. I've never been. Have you been? You've never been, been to Blake? What? No. Well, I'm, I'm from, you know, uh, Livonia, you know. That's still... They don't have I, trees I was... in Livonia? Well, they don't have. I mean, they do have apple orchards, but not like Blake's. I mean, they oh, have. Man. Yeah, yeah Blake's. we should definitely go. Blake's yeah, has like their. Uh, they have their winery there now too. Oh, nice! Oh, it's awesome. We should do a trip with the kids yes. once, and then another trip without the kids once, yes. where we can peg apples at each other. Yeah, because that's. Oh, fun. we should go do the zombie <laughs> shootout again this yes. year. That was so much fun. Yes. Oh, nice. They do uh, during the fall. They do um, like around Halloween time. You you can go and ride on this giant truck that's lined with paintball guns, and mm. then you shoot paintballs at zombies. They, they hire oh, wow. poor saps and just take shots all night. It's been, it's, it's, so, much it's so satisfying, especially when this guy just like walks out, and like some some guys are like actually like in character, and they're like, Ooh, like doing their, doing their best zombie. That's my, that's my best zombie. 
But then there's other guys that literally just walk out, and you can tell that they just don't want to get hit, and you just <laughs> peg the shit out of them. Oh, and they just awesome. stand there it's for like so their, satisfying. They stand there for the required ten seconds, and then duck back behind whatever the hell. And of course, you're you're aiming for their face the entire time because you're because you're a dick. <laughs> yeah, but see, they wear them face masks. And so it, it hurts more if you get some fleshy areas, man. I don't know, man. If yeah, you get, it does. It, Most it, of those guys are so dome. heavily padded. It, it's like they they all wear like big, like giant uh, Carhartt mm-hmm. coats and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And you can tell they just have tons of right. layers underneath. I, f- I feel like even with a helmet on, you, you start taking a bunch of paintballs to the face. That That's not going to feel good. No. <laughs> I got yeah. hit in the forehead once, and I, uh, I'll be honest, my eyes started watering. <laughs> if somebody was cutting onions, I think, in the vicinity. <laughs> I'm not crying. You're crying. Yeah. <laughs> I got shot in the gut point blank one time. That was that was not fun. No. It leaves that nice big. Uh, yep. I had, I had a scar for a couple of years actually. Yeah. It finally went away. But actually, God, you had that scar for like. Yeah, you remember right? eight years. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was a long that was time. Fuck, from a paintball gun. I was. It was, definitely it was wasn't five twelve feet years because you've only known me for eleven. Yeah. Years. yeah, it wasn't twelve years because I've only known you for eleven. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> that was Jay's joke. Don't laugh at me. Uh, <laughs> all right. So uh, that's what we're drinking. That's what we're talking about. Let's get into the bleed feed. It just feels it just feels right. Sometimes you gotta bushwhack. Especially for you, I'm surprised that you never came up with that. You just gotta bushwhack it sometimes. Uh, Tank just started bushwhacking during our during our bleed feed intro, so if people if you don't, don't I was like, people don't know what we're talking about, just use your imagination. That's that's all I'm gonna say. Whacking with a bush, isn't I thought that was pretty self explanatory. It's like weed whacking but with bush. Yeah. <laughs> that's the recommended dance for that uh <laughs> That music there. All right, uh, this is your these are your headlines for this week. Uh, not a whole lot of news, but some fun stuff. Uh, not so fun is uh, a death. Oh crap! Of of the almighty, the the god of the mustaches, mm. Mr. Burt Reynolds, mm-hmm. passed away at the age of eighty two years old. Uh, best that I can tell, it was from cardiac arrest. Yeah. Um, which. Guy, guy lived a life. That's yeah, a good long guy life. Guy lived a life. Eighty two I mean, years 82 old. Is, you'd, you know you'd like to make it to. 88, 90, something like that, but he had a hell of a life. At least 85. I'll go 85. International sex symbol. Mm. Like you said, one of the best mustaches mm. around. Right? He was just a super funny guy. Did you ever watch interviews with him? Yeah, he, he always yeah, he seemed, had like he always just timing, seemed happy. Like, though. Like, he was always in a good mood. He was right. always joking about stuff. Like he was, And uh, he wasn't much of a horror guy. He did Deliverance, which is which is a pretty terrifying movie. Yes. So I'm told. <laughs> Come on, Mike. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh. You've never seen Heat. That's those. The, that's, Neither no, have I until last week. <laughs> you can't compare heat with deliverance. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I need to see Not it on this podcast. Movies that Mike make Mike a douche. <laughs> <laughs> we should probably bring that back. We should. Uh, we'll do an episode about uh, backwoods. Uh, you know, backwoods terror. Back, back, oh. back, backwoods terror in your backwoods. Yeah. Bush, bushwhacking. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, he looks at uh, age of eighty-two. He uh, passed away. Uh, Rest in peace. He's a true legend of uh, of the screen and the Absolutely. small screen. But um, you will be missed, sir. Rest in peace. All right. Uh, so this is exciting. Jordan Peele is in talks to produce a remake of Candyman. How do we that. feel about a Candyman remake? Uh, I feel pretty good about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm 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 on the fence about it. I'm gonna be honest it. With you. Well, okay. So it's got the original Candyman has some pretty heavy racially charged themes to it, uh-huh. you know, because uh-huh. originally he was 
he's basically murdered he was lynched sure you know no. that's so that's that's what you have and jordan peele being that he's kind of uh he's kind of shot up to the to the top of the ranks as being uh you know this social thriller <clears throat> kind of uh maven is that the right word not sure uh, Sure, I don't know. Sure, we'll go with that. We'll go with that. I'll look it up later. Maven, think, Maven think, sounds cool. I'm pretty sure it's Aiken to that. <laughs> <laughs> you bastard. Uh, no, uh, so I, I, I think that I think that tackling those themes in a in a new remake, he might be able to pull something cool I've, out. I I was always hoping for um, a proper sequel mm-hmm. to it, and right now is the like popular time to basically make. Like sequels to the original movie, and forget about like the other sequels that came after it. Yeah. And I was, I was always kind of hoping they would do that for this one because I know Bernard Rose, the original director, would love to get Tony Todd back and make a proper sequel. Yeah. To the original. Yeah. So I would love if they did that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I feel like this movie is is Candyman. It's funny. He's he's a heavy hitter, but he's not as heavy as like Jason or Freddy or Michael Myers or Chucky. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like any, any, known, any casual he's... horror fan, fan, I don't think like if you asked him who the, you know, the big slashers were, I'd, very few of them would probably put Candyman in. I, he might be in some. He might be in some. Like, he's ca- like right I'm on that talking cusp. like casual people, not people who have podcasts yeah, that's about true. horror movies, that's true. you know? Maven um, was accurate. Uh, ah. An expert or connoisseur. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's a like, cool word. You like Clay Aiken. <laughs> <laughs> Clay right. Aiken the Maven. <laughs> what? Uh, uh, anyway, though, so that's happening. If you're excited about it, you have that to look forward to. Hopefully, Jordan Peele can uh, nail this down because, like I said, Justin talks right now. But, yeah. Um, okay, so more scary stories news. Yeah. You're going to really like this one. Am I going to? You're going to really like this one. Yeah. Tell me. So they uh, disclosed some of the characters that are going to be in the movie. Tell me what they uh, are. Two of those characters is uh, the Scarecrow from Harold. Which I know oh, is one of your favorites. Oh God, and the girl with the spiders coming out of her face. Oh, yeah. Both of those characters from the film. And it was also just announced that they have cast as one of the characters, either those, one of those two or elsewhere. Can I guess? Is it Javier Botet? It's Javier Botet. <laughs> yeah. Which I can see. He's him. perfect, man. He's his, perfect. The like his 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 build, like the way he almost looks. I mean, the, I'm not like trying. He... I'm not trying to be mean. I I love Javier Botet, but he almost looks like a Stephen Gamble. Yes. I illustration that's already. probably that's that's probably not offensive to him he'd probably take that as a compliment like his character and mama that easily could have been a steven mm-hmm. steven gamble design inspired design totally dude that's cool absolutely so i like that so he's been cast those are a couple of the characters that are going to be in it um and that is very very exciting harold harold in the in the in the story is kind of he looks kind of heavy set but if they did harold with javier botet even if even even it would be even though it would be a departure from the original illustration, I think that would look fucking cool, really cool. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and so hopefully, hopefully that's who he's playing. I, the girl with the spiders coming out of her face though has that super long skinny face. If you if you remember the the picture, I think hers is it's, her face is really kind of wide and round, isn't it? No, it's long. I'm pretty sure it's long. I Whatever, think, look I it up. I think you're wrong, but look I, I will look it up. <clears throat> anyway, um, so this is this is exciting. Uh, the Swamp Thing series, the DC Swamp Thing series that is coming out, have uh, they have found their monster in a one Derek Mears, which is very exciting. Oh, yeah. Derek Mears will be playing uh, Swamp Thing. Cool. Not the human counterpart, just the monster. Like just so he'll just be in the makeup. Mm. Um, what's exciting about this remake is everybody that is uh, that is involved in it. Um, it's being written by, um, what's that? Yeah, see, Longface. 
See, I get... Her I, face is super long. It's really, like, the neck kind of blends into... Like, I've always Look at the of, bottom of her chin. It's, yeah. It looks like a football. Like It's like, hey, Arnold, turn sideways. Yeah, she's got I guess big cheeks. Long yeah. face, though. Yeah, that's fair. You're both right. <clears throat> Thanks, but, Tank. But in this story, it's just a normal girl. And they're not going to have Javier Botet play a normal girl. Well, no, but that image doesn't look like a normal girl, is all I'm saying. Well, that's because it's a Stephen Gamble illustration. And, and Stephen, no, nothing looks normal. And his illustrations, though, are what is the basis for the characters. I'm going to say he's probably going to play Harold, but You're who, probably who right. knows? You're probably right. Um, anyway, back to the Swamp Thing um, series. Yeah, sorry. What's excited about this is all the people that are involved in it. You have uh, the writers from both Ash vs. Evil Dead and co- uh, its co-writer, the remake of it, co-writer... Uh, Gary Dauberman oh, is also shit. writing uh, the adaptation, which is fucking fantastic. It's being uh, produced by James Wan, so like there's just like Man. so many people involved of, in the show, hitters, yeah. and it look and it just looks like it's going to be it's amazing. Like a miniseries or uh... yeah, it's going to be a, it's, it's going to be on. Does it say where it's going to be? I don't know. Maybe it does. Um, no, actually, they probably haven't even. They probably haven't even uh... found a home for you. Yeah. Oh shit. It says only on DC Universe. I wonder if they're going to be launching their own streaming oh, series. Probably. It's possible. Uh, I think that... Didn't we talk, Did we talk about, about this? That? I thought we talk, talked about this already. They are launching their well, there own you go. exclusive. Well, uh, there you go. This is going to give me a reason to probably pay for it. Yeah. Because <clears throat> I want to see Derek Mears' uh, Swamp Thing. Who's uh, Derek Mears? I'm sorry. Derek Mears played uh, Jason in the Friday the 13th remake. Oh, okay. Did you see that one? No. It's good. It's Thank real you. good. A lot okay. of people give it shit. I I love it. I think it's great. I like it. I think it's really I, good. I mean, like I I can see why people don't. Mm-hmm. You know, just because I, I I can't. Can... I've never understood the hate for because it, it just feels like another Friday the Thirteenth movie to me. I like, thought so too. There's it. I don't get it. Hmm. It's because it's not Kane Hodder. That's why a lot of people were pissed. But Derek Me- Derek Mears is amazing because he's mm-hmm. so physically imposing. He's I huge. Hundred and ten percent agree. With yeah. You. Okay, so um, this week. I think it was this week. I'm he's, not... al- he's also super funny too, so I think he'll be good as because Swamp Thing is pretty yeah he has like quippy a... you know sure yeah. sure so I think that I think that'll be really good yeah sorry go ahead no uh, so this week we got something that I know that the two of us have been wanting for years and years and years and I don't know if it was actually released this week but this is when people were you know knew that it had come out uh, and that is that uh, a little board game called Trivial Pursuit yeah finally came out. With a horror movie edition. Horror. Horror. And this is perfect for people like us. Mm. I'm putting this on the news because I want, because people like us would, would want it. Mm-hmm. And I actually, um, I went out and bought it today. Oh. <laughs> you have treats. It's I right there. Treats. It's right, it's literally right here. Oh my um, God. So here's beautiful. the deal. We're going to give this a little, uh, a little review real quick here. Yes. And I'm going to say this right now. Not worth the money. No. Okay. Which is really disappointing. <laughs> Okay, I take it back. It's not that it's not worth Wait the money. Wait till we play the game, and then that'll yeah. be on corrections here's, for next yeah, week. Right? <laughs> no, it was here's worth the, the money. <laughs> here's the problem. It's it's. I got it for twenty bucks at GameStop, mm-hmm. and you can get it on Amazon for thirty bucks. May I? You may. Here's the thing. It's like a little travel version of it. There's no board to it. There's oh. no pie pieces. Is this the whole. That's it. It looks like a guitar pick. Yeah. Um. You open that thing up, and the cards are inside, along with one die. One die, and that's all it comes with. So there's no board. There's no pie pieces. There's no. There's no nothing that is standard Trivial Pursuit. Mm. And it only comes. Is it just a trivia game? Then? Yeah. And it only comes with a tiny stack of cards that is 600 questions, and that's it. So you're going to be getting a lot of questions over again. That's mm. it. That's it. That's, that's the it. whole game. That's it. I know, right? Like, I'm, I, on one hand, I'm happy we finally got it. On the other hand, though, 
It's like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, why, that's, that's why it? wasn't it a miniature coffin or something? You know? I don't, I don't That'd know. Be dope. Yeah, what? It's, a, yeah, what it's, it, a, it's yeah. a pie piece. It's a piece of the pie. Oh, that's what oh, it's supposed God, to be. Yeah. But that's not. It customize all, it to be something horror. All of the Trivial Pursuit games that come out now are like that. And I think oh. my guess is the company got bought out, and this USAopoly are the company that's making it now is probably putting out these chintzy sets because they can't fucking America that's, man, that's you know? exactly what it is are the so are the other games like this where there's no board I don't know I, I that, I've seen some that are like that feels so like I imagine, a ripoff I know so I'm gonna go I'm gonna go on record here uh, if you haven't gone to our Instagram account mm-hmm. um, the buzzkill podcast on Instagram go check out the one of a kind the one of a kind slash cards board that Mike here created by himself that fucking thing blows this out of the water. It, it looks amazing. Oh, well, I will. I will say this. And slash if cards. If is, you're looking for a horror trivia game in the style of like a Trivial Pursuit, slash cards is the way. Slash to go. cards is the way. This to is go, cool. Like, I can bring this, throw it in a bag, and bring it for like sure. uh, bring it on travel or something like that. Yeah. Which I could do that with flash cards too. But you know, I still wanted it because I've always wanted one of these. Yeah. But um. But yeah. So a little, little. It's a little bit disappointing. I'm not gonna lie. But. I guess happy that it actually exists. Maybe there'll be expansion packs for it one day or something, you know? I'm just reading through some of the questions here, though. Mm-hmm. They they do call it the bite-sized edition. Oh, they do? Yeah. I don't think there's a bigger size, though, yeah. so... These are, like, the other thing I'll say about uh, about Slash Cards, I'm just <clears> kind of <throat> browsing through some of the questions here real quick. Mm-hmm. The the questions in Slash Cards are for, like... They, 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 they like go horror from... horror fans. Like, real horror fans. They're deep cuts, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. These are all pretty easy. Oh, really? Like, everything that I've read so far. All right, give me one. Right now. Um, right now, off the cuff. Off the cuff. Um, what character is not a protege of Jigsaw in the Saw series? Amanda Young, Mark Hoffman, Logan Nelson, or Peter Strom? Nelson, right? Is it Nelson? Peter Strong. Is it, oh, is it Peter Strong? Damn it. You're on the show. I guess, they're not that easy. I guess they're not that easy, guys. <laughs> what actor narrated the Texas Chainsaw Massacre? I don't think that I actually know that. What? Come on. Do I know that? I haven't looked at the answer yet. And I will answer I, this. I Tommy think... Lee Jones. He he did the he, he came back for the remake too. <laughs> I don't think I know this. John Larroquette. Who? John Larroquette. I'd probably From know Night him. Court? Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. For any of you anticipating on buying this game, you know our show has spoilers. So we're going to read through every question and answer right now. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, let's uh, let's anyway, move on. I figure, this is... I figure I picked it up. We'd give a little uh, cool. little, little live review yeah. of it here. This is cool, but it's uh, it could be cooler. I don't yeah. know. I, 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 I would have liked to have seen a board game in, in the vein of actual Trivial Pursuit. Yeah. You've been yeah, waiting for this for so long. Like, why not? You're, you and the thing that kills me about this too is you can buy card games that are like quadruple, five, six, seven times the amount of cards, mm-hmm. and they're cheaper than this. That's oh. what kills me about yeah. it. You're basically paying for the a shitty, name, right? a shitty guitar pick and and six hundred questions. Six hundred. We yeah. could blow through six hundred questions in a single night. <laughs> yeah, you could blow a lot of things in a single night. That's absolutely um, sorry, guys. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> All right. Um, before I get to my last one, uh, I have to ask the age-old question. What was new on Blue, baby? I'm going to tell you. And then I want you to fuck off. <laughs> that's, that's, that's fair. That's completely fair. All right. Uh, Bloodfest, first up. After hitting screens on the festival circuit this year, the 2018 horror comedy Bloodfest will be hitting shelves on Blu-ray and DVD combo pack on October 2nd with plenty of bonus features to check out. 
Uh, to see a blood-soaked exclusive clip of Blood Fe- Bloodfest, head over to Bloody Disgusting, uh, which I would recommend because I actually didn't know what this movie was until today. So uh, it, it it's like a it looks like an amusement park of some kind mm-hmm. where people are just walking around. It's supposed to be like a uh, like a Halloween Horror Nights kind of thing. Okay, but then a bunch of people in masks come out and start tearing everybody to pieces with chainsaws and shit like that. That's so it's kind of cool. But is it on Steelbook? That's what I need to know. <laughs> Glorious <laughs> Steelbook. I know Mike's a big fan. I, uh, oh, you'll be don't, happy to don't know even that talk I'm... to me that if it's not, all right? <laughs> you'll be happy to know that uh, unless I looked at things wrong, I don't have one single Steelbook to talk about tonight. So. Cheers. Uh, earlier this year, director Stephen Mena completed production on his third installment of Malevolence, a series surrounding a killer by the name of Martin Bristol. The third film is hitting Blu-ray on October 12th, and it has just been announced that the original Malevolence and the sequel known as Bereavement, uh, Malevolence 2 Bereavement, will also have new Blu-ray releases that same day. I have heard of Malevolence. <clears throat> I actually always see it whenever I'm walking through the stores. Because um, like black and white with like a red cover, it stands out to me. Yeah. Um, I never knew what it was. I've always wanted to pick it up, though. So. I feel yeah, like I've, it's on Netflix. I've never... S- yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I think yeah. you're right. I've never seen any of them, but I did just notice on the cover of the uh, of the second one, Bereavement, mm-hmm. that it stars uh, Alexandra Daddario oh. in a very small white tank top. So oh. I'll, be, I'll at least be checking she, out the second uh, one. <laughs> is she Fai-Yai-Yain? Fai-Yai-Yain? Is she Fai-Yai-Yain? Fai-Yai-Yain. She is, in fact. Tank, thanks for asking. No thanks problem. for bringing that up. You're welcome. She's so fine. <laughs> uh, next up, uh, grab yourself a region flea. Region flea? <laughs> That's not right. Grab yourself a region free Blu-ray player because Michelle Sovey's 1994 film, The Cemetery Man, a.k.a. De La Morte uh, de, de la Mor. God, this movie's amazing. This movie is... Sorry, go on. Well, it's so good. If you think so, then grab yourself of a region flea (laughs) region flea Blu-ray prior. That'll be hitting UK Blu-ray, newly remastered and uncut on October fifteenth. Do you want to talk about this movie for a second? No, no, go on. Are you sure? Yep, go on. Well, because I only have one more. So it's just it's just fantastic. Uh, Rupert Everett stars in it. Mm -hmm. Um, He uh, he basically plays like a, a cemetery keeper, and like people come back from the dead, and they're zombies, and like his. It's like his job to. Cut him back down. Basically, right? it's his job to cut him back down, but then he like falls in love with one. It, it's this really weird, like gothic. He falls in love, love with sto- uh, a widow of yeah, one of the. Yeah, it's it's the this weird people. gothic zombie love story. So like, the, se- it's so. So good. did the zombies get out then, or what's the? What's the deal? You'll have to watch it in my name. Oh, okay. All that's right. All. I don't want to yeah, give that's, it away. Uh, that's it's, fine. It's, no I, actually, I'll be honest with you. I haven't seen it in a number of years, but. Um, I I've seen it a couple times and it is fantastic. People are saying this uh, this new remaster is kind of the the finally the quality that it deserves. So mm-hmm. I should run out and get it and also get a Blu-ray player that can handle it. <laughs> um, so last and not least, the hotly anticipated wilderness survival satanic cult hunting motorcycle riding demon lumberjack chainsaw battle horror film, Mandy. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of stuff, right? The uh, Nick Cage movie, right? Fuck, have you watched the trailer for this movie? It looks so good. God, it looks good. I've been hearing about this movie for for a number of months now, and like they're saying that like. Like Nick Cage had this weird resurgence because he went bankrupt and just started saying yes to like literally everything, and now he's doing these movies. He's the indie movies. He did Mom, uh, Mom and Dad, or they're like they're like Nick, and he's like who. And they're like, they're, they're like, do you want to do a movie? And he's like, what? And they're, they're, and they're like, 
uh, Mandy, and he's like, where? <laughs> They're like, California, dude, just meet us there. I love the Nick Cage. <laughs> that was it. Oh, <laughs> it's perfect. Fantastic. Um, yeah, Mandy, a vampire Mandy movie, looks... Right? Uh, yeah, yeah, the uh, uh, um, kiss, kiss of the vampire. Kiss, is that yeah, what, yeah. Is that what it's called? I think, I think so. We should maybe get we're wrong. The one where, oh, dude, his his performance in that movie is outrageous. I That's watched a, it. I've heard only but great, great bad things about it. It's so funny. I watched it a few months ago, and it was just like on one of the random TV stations mm-hmm. that I pick up. And anyway, what were you saying? No, the, the, just that he's doing these crazy like genre movies now. Like he did Mom and Dad. Yeah, which got uh, like which great was reviews and awesome. And now Mandy was like, I think right after. After that or very close after and that the early and the early reviews coming in for this one are all stellar bonkers yeah, yeah. Hmm. um so this is from director panos cosmos uh, i think that i think that accidentally uh, um what the hell is that thing on apple where the autocorrect yeah because his name is not panos cosmos i think it's like <laughs> a sweet name That's i think it's badass. like i think it's like panos cosmolatos or something which is even cooler um, starring Nicolas Cage, that'll be hitting Blu-ray and DVD very soon, October 30th soon, in fact. Uh, that comes after the VOD and theatrical release, which is two days from now on the 14th, which will be, like, four days before you're hearing this. So There you go. Go watch it in the theaters, and then on uh, October 30th, you can pick it up on Blu-ray. Yeah. And that... Is what's new on Blue, baby. All right, um, real quick, if you uh, if you're from our area, which I know there's a couple people from our area that listen to it. Speaking of uh, your flea comment, yeah, stay away from Star Grasher Theater in uh, Roseville oh, because geez. apparently they have a bed bug infestation. Oh my god! And uh, uh, there's no part of me that will think that a theater is ever going to be able to get rid of bed bugs, bed bugs, if they are in the entire theater. Oh my gosh! I just got itchy just thinking about it. It's awful. burn it to the fucking ground. That's what you need to do. It's well, the you're only gonna, way to they're going to have to close it down and just like bomb the shit out of it for a week. I hope so. I, I don't. I, how do you even get rid of bud, bed bugs? I have no idea because I've never had them because I'm not a piece of shit. Wow. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. That's very judgy. It's just, well, it makes me mad. It's like it, you got you got you got to kind of have to know you have them, right? Uh not until it's too late usually. Yeah. How would they get to a theater and... though? Like they have to on do, so they ride hair. in oh, on yeah. some like oh, yeah. they ride on your clothes and sure, shit. They oh can. my gosh. That's oh yeah. Disgusting. Yeah, that's well, they call them like the traveler bug, you know. Great. To save you a uh, correction, um that director's name of Mandy's name is uh Panos Cosmatos. Panos Cosmatos. Panos Cosmatos. Which is still a really cool name. Pretty, pretty awesome. Still name. badass. <laughs> um, still a lot we, better than Jim Baird. Yeah, Jim, Jim. I'm Jim Baird. I'm Jim Baird. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right, shut um, up. Is that all your news for now? No, I'm going to end it with fucking with bed bugs? No, no, no. I got, I got one more piece here. <laughs> um, with all these new uh, revamped, uh, these, these new... Like uh, revamped versions of old anthology series. Like uh, we get, we're getting a new Creep Show. Mm-hmm. There's a new Scary Stories coming out. There's a new Twilight Zone coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, one that is also getting a new take on that is getting a little bit left behind is Are You Afraid of the Dark? Yeah, the nice. uh, the classic Nickelodeon show All from right. from a youth. Yeah, youth, youth with a T. <laughs> I don't know why he said it that way. <laughs> is that how we talked when we were younger? Yeah, I guess from so. A youth. That's how so, I said youth. So here's the thing: it's being penned. By a guy we already talked about who is doing the um, Scary Stories adaptation, and that is IT writer Gary Dauberman. Oh, he cool. is also writing Are You Afraid of the Dark? And he um, 
he let it leak uh, 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 earlier that uh, it's going to be a wholly original story. It's not going to be uh, a takeoff of a story from the TV series in the past. But so there's not going to be any ghastly grinner. But there, no, oh. I'm sorry. But there is still That's going bullshit. to be the Midnight Society and the campfire bookending the movie, nice. which is which is pretty awesome. Yeah, that'd be awesome. So just to put people's fears to rest that maybe it's not going to be that. 100% is going to be there. I mean, it's like the, that's the whole, that's the backbone of the show. Why mm-hmm. would you not? So this is a film? Yeah, it's going to be a film. Nice. Sweet. Yep. What's your what's, what's your favorite Are You Afraid of the Dark episode? Ghastly Grinner, and then there was the one about, uh, there was a, a, a creature in the school pool that would Ooh, I don't pull that people one. down mine and was, drown them. Mine was, was scary the, as shit. Mine was the haunted pinball machine where the guy got sucked into the pinball machine. Do you remember that? No, I don't. Oh, it's so good. So good, so creepy. As a kid, I had uh, night terrors as a child, so I didn't watch scary stuff uh, oh. for that reason. Do you do you have night terrors as an adult? So? I don't. That's why I'm newly into horror movies. Oh. That's why. I mean, your podcast helped me expose me to a lot of horror. You know, so we're like your therapist. You really are. I'm like your you life really are. Coach. We've exposed a lot more to you than just horror movies, but. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think that we should. Mike uh, this... specifically has exposed a lot to me, and, and it's disturbing. But I keep coming back. I don't know. Here, watch. When... I'm gonna lift the tablecloth. And put it <laughs> no! When... No! When, when, Tank, when Tank comes to us and he goes, "I had a night terror the other night," I'm gonna know that we did our job. <laughs> that's that's my new goal is for is to rekindle Tank with his night terrors. Yeah. <laughs> all right, that's all we got. Those are your headlines for this week, and we'll wrap it up with a few words of wisdom with Wilson. Tim, <laughs> you need a fence. <laughs> Marriage is like an endless visit in your worst clothes. <laughs> Boom! That was the news. You need a fence. I do need a fence. <laughs> Maybe Mike can build you one after he's done with his fucking wheel that he's still building. Oh, yeah, no, hey, one day. I'm going to shock you one day. Yeah. It's going to happen. Some popsicle sticks, you know, and... Yeah, yeah, actually, it'd be super simple. I'm going to bring you one next week because I, I, I have a bunch of extra popsicle sticks. When we were kids, trick or treating, my dad did that as his um, Halloween costume. That's Walking awesome. around with us, the popsicle sticks like the fisherman's hat. That's perfect. Uh, and everyone's dude. like, oh, Wilson. <laughs> That's amazing. That's actually a great costume. I'm surprised you haven't done that yeah. yet. Super easy. Oh, dude, I'll be Wilson. My wife could be JTT. It'll be rad. <laughs> <laughs> Those would be weird relations. <laughs> yeah, we don't care about genders. You know, it's if it's if it's genre, it fits. We're we're going with it. Oh, <laughs> lovely! There's a no, mental right. image in my head right now that I just can't get out. <laughs> you really are driving me nuts with that JTT costume. I'll tell you what, Wilson. Wilson, did you screw my son? Well, Tim, <laughs> let me tell you a story. <laughs> Love knows no gender, age, or boundaries. You know, oh, back f- in the days of the early tribal men, Tim. <laughs> Even the Spartans had uh, young adolescent boys as uh, lovers. It was quite uh, it was quite common. Oh, howdy ho, Wilson! What you working on over there? It's a wooden dildo, Tim. <laughs> it's your son, Tim. <laughs> All right. That's All right. The... Yep. We should probably end that. Did you stop recording yet? Or <laughs> Wilson just had a subscription to those Tiger Beat magazines back in the day. <laughs> okay. We we gotta end this. We're gonna take a quick break and uh, get all these filthy thoughts out of our head, oh. and, and come back and. <laughs>
Get into maximum overdrive. <laughs> Throughout this, you'll see faces ripped apart with hooks, a man slashing himself into a bloody pulp, and graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. Tipped his hat like this. <laughs> um, all right. Um, so Stephen King, once upon a time, directed a movie. His only directorial movie. Directorial movie. Directorial. Directorial. His directorial view. His debut. directorial <laughs> debut, and his. Then that was it. That was it. <laughs> he uh, he fell a little short, uh, but that's to our benefit because now we have the masterpiece that is. Maximum Overdrive. Yes. And if you don't like this movie... Fuck off. Then we probably don't like you. So, <laughs> this is like this is one of the movies from my child. Like, this is a very fond childhood memory. He's watching this movie on Showtime, like, mm-hmm. over and over again. Um, is that before or after <clears throat> Red Shoe Diaries? Uh, that was probably just before Red Shoe Diaries, <laughs> okay. and then you had Red Shoe Diaries. Was that the, was that the show that David Duchovny was on? That was the X Files. No, no, no. There was or the a, XXX Files. No, David De, David De, <laughs> David Duchovny was on. Uh, um, it might have been was was on one of those late night Showtime shows where it was basically like, I think it was the Red Shoe Diaries because he was reading letters from people. Like they would write him letters about these erotic uh, erotic uh, adventures that they had. He got my letters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? I, I think I'm, you're probably right. I, I want to say it was probably him. I'll do, um, I'll do some uh, research tonight and, uh, and get back to you. <laughs> uh, I want to go back to something that you said because earlier when I read this little bit of trivia, I got I, I got I was so happy. But it turns out um, this might be different from what I was thinking because this this piece of trivia says when asked why he hasn't directed a movie since Maximum Overdrive, Stephen King responded, "Just watch Maximum Overdrive." And I, I thought that was coming... It, to me, it came across as Stephen King saying, it's so good, why would I ever have to make another movie? But it turns no. out it's probably because <laughs> yeah. it was so shitty. It's like, have you seen that piece of shit? Uh, that is why. Yeah. <laughs> Took it that way. Too. And yeah, that's what he, happens when you direct a movie when you're just coked out of your mind. Coke the entire <laughs> yeah, time. He's also said, though, that he was so coked out of his mind making that movie, he'd love to do it again, but do it sober. Mm-hmm. He has gone on record saying mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, which, t- my response is, it'll, it will never be as good. No. <laughs> it's like it's like musicians that stop taking drugs. Like Their records are never as good. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's true. Nah. James Hetfield has been shitty ever since he quit drinking. I'm just saying. <laughs> Uh, what the hell? Uh, never mind. Okay, I'm not even going to get into that. There was something I was going to bring up, but I'm... Have you heard St. Anger? <laughs> Fran Tick Unfortunately. Tick, Fran, Isn't that the one with Fran Tick Tick Tock I on believe it? so. My yeah. lifestyle is my death style. <laughs> <laughs> so, Maximum Overdrive from 1986 is about a group of people who are trying to survive when machines start to come alive and become homicidal. Mm-hmm. Nah, but, but don't... don't don't be fooled. It's not every machine because the ones that serve the story that need to not be taken over are not. It's very selective. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like, wait, but give an example. Which ones don't get taken over? Uh, well, how do they? How do they survive at the end, James? We're gonna jump right there. 
Mm, I don't remember. Oh, well, he... Ex- Why wouldn't the boats not be taken over? Because he explains that in the movie. He says that he used to sail boats, the types without motors. It's a sailboat without a motor. Mm, okay. All motor right. Oh, look at and you. no motors are allowed about, in that proximity. But what about all of the other motor boats that were, like, right next to it? Yeah, they probably could have, like, <laughs> That's a good charged point. at them, for sure. Or, was or it- uh, Connie and Kurt's car. Never became possessed. That's true. Um, yeah, that's weird. In the in the bar, you had like the the electric scissor, uh, electric knife thing that they like, cut her yeah. arm in the beginning. I'm pretty sure that bar is filled with electronic devices that never got taken over. That's very true. Um, and the d- power came on and off intermittently. It wasn't like all the time it was off. If they really wanted to fuck with the humans. Mm-hmm. They could have. Well, they sang. Well, but but it, <laughs> it was... but they proved their the the trucks proved their power at one point in the movie because they cut the power to the entire Dixie oh, Boy yeah, the Dixie Boy truck stop and, and then they turned, turned it back, back on. on. Yeah, yep. right. So anyway, let's yeah, uh yeah. let's uh let's get too far ahead of ourselves. Yeah, let's get into the cast here a little bit. Of course we have Emilio. Emilio, Emilio. <laughs> Joe Estevez's uh, nephew, as I like to refer to him. <laughs> <laughs> Emilio Estevez playing Billy Robinson. Cousin to Tiger Blood. <laughs> oh. Or is, right. step, or is it like stepbrother? Um, brother, I thought. Uh, brothers, their yeah, dad, right? Yeah, yeah. Both, don't they share a father? They share, yeah, yeah but I think yeah. different mothers, though. So they might be stepbrothers, oh, oh, I think. I know that Emilio Westavez didn't take the name Sheen because he didn't want to ride his dad's coattails. They should. Uh, I know yeah. that, yeah. They should remake stepbrothers with, <laughs> with Emilio Westavez. <laughs> and Martin Sheeran. <laughs> and Charlie Sheen. Sheen. <laughs> Fuck, yeah, they should. Um, so then you also have Pat Hingle playing Hendershot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Laura Harrington, Harrington playing Brett, Yardley Smith playing Connie. Uh, if I wasn't such a huge fan of The Simpsons, I would send Yardley Smith up in SpaceX and just be done, be done <laughs> her, with her. Her and Fran Drescher both. You don't oh love her voice? God. Oh, God. <laughs> she's she's really only good as Lisa Simpson, and that's it. Yardley Smith, Fran Drescher, and Lucille Ball, as far as voices go, send them all to space. Bite your tongue. <laughs> I can't do it. Lucille Ball I is a national treasure, you bastard. <laughs> oh, God, I can't National do it. treasure? Where? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, who else do we have in this in this uh, uh, beautiful not, gem? Not nobody huge. I, I mean, liked uh, Handy the uh, uh, Frankie Faison. Yeah, yeah. he. Uh, I, only, I know of only know of one other Faison. Uh, Thing Faison. Um, Banshee. That series I was telling you guys about. He plays a cool part in that, and he oh. looks almost identical. And it's thirty years later, at well. least. In, oh, in he's that got, show that you were talk, yeah. talking about earlier mm-hmm. today, I say I, until you told us about that, I don't think I had ever even heard nobody. Of it. No, yeah, it, it was very under the radar. It's very good. It was on Cinemax, and uh, they had two or three seasons. I think three. Um, well, well, that's canceled. why. Because if I had access to Cinemax, I wouldn't be watching any other, <laughs> anything other than. Uh, I didn't tell you it was on Cinemax for a reason. <laughs> Um, yes, so but that pretty much rounds out the cast, right? Yeah, as, as, far else, as, as far as people you would recognize. Yeah, there's nobody anyway. else that you would like, super recognize. Uh, the Green Goblin's in it. You'd recognize him. Um, uh, there is a guy named Jack Cannon, or Jack Cannon, if you change the emphasis, which is sounds like he belongs in porn. <laughs> Jack Cannon. Um, but so you basically have, you have at the very beginning of the movie... 
it explains that there's a comet going by and the, the comet then farts on the earth yeah the earth is in the the tail it's basically being uh crop dusted by this <laughs> so what it looks like by this the comet. earth is just filled like so please surrounded by this green lingering fart that's pretty much uh, that's yeah that's, that's exactly good. what it looks like yeah. it's cased in methane and this uh and this comet's tail causes all of the the electronics on earth to just go batshit crazy and start killing everyone and there's no rules to it like it's just like whatever Stephen King wanted to be alive was alive. Yep. There's really no rhyme or reason to it. Which ones do, which ones don't. It it's and it and it totally doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't. No, no, not at all. Because the movie is so much fun. What what was you? What was your first thing that you texted us about about this? ACDC movie? fucking rules. <laughs> yeah. I think was, he that says, was my right off the cuff. That he says, "Here's my thing. notes for this movie so far." ACDC fucking rules. Because the entire. Yeah, the whole they did the whole soundtrack right off the bat when um, everybody's on the bridge and the bridge decides to the drawbridge decides to um, open. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no go, no, no, go, 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 go. <laughs> oh, they had they had um, what is it? Uh, who made who? By yeah. ACDC playing. And if you hear that song and it doesn't give you some kind of feels, um, <laughs> your soul might have already left your body and you're actually dead. <laughs> True, because it's just a great song, but. <laughs> Yeah. I, Plus, I, very like uh, lyrically, very relevant to to the story. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. Um, because you they got smashed that. the ACDC van at the top. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. They did. I they did. about that. It's <laughs> yeah. amazing. So <laughs> there's this altercation on the bridge where this drawbridge starts to go up, and all the cars start to fall backwards off the bridge, and this and that. Did you notice that all of this like? world-ending carnage is happening and when they go back to the jawbridge when they show how much of a gap there is it literally moved like two feet up and there's like oh really it literally only move like two feet up or whatever there's like a tiny gap in the middle and cars are literally falling backwards and like and like lose one one car's axle falls off for literally no reason like the back the whole back axle just leaves the car it was the for uh, no apparent reason. it was the, to- it was the tow truck yeah the box truck or something yeah. that was trying to it was trying to uh Accelerate. Yeah. The, 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 was the it really only? This, yes. Was it really it only no that sense. far? I thought it was like not not completely straight up, but it was far enough to where the cars could topple nope. backwards. I rewound it and watched it because I thought I thought maybe I was wrong. Nope. Wow. They go back. They, it, literally, there's like a it's like a 13 degree angle maybe. <laughs> did you did you get out your protractor? I did. I did actually. Hold, hold, it up to the, hold it up to the screen. <laughs> I just thought it was funny though. It was just like what the f- this yeah no it's, it's like. It's like me poking Jay and him like like his arm breaks ah, like <laughs> I'm dead. The watermelon uh, killed somebody. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Or, or yep. hurt them. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Death by watermelon. That would be the worst way to go. A fruit. That's how I go. <laughs> oh no! Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> Swallow it, Mike. Swallow it. He's used to that. <laughs> Uh, so got it. you so, got it. So anyway, you uh, <laughs> you meet uh, you meet Emilio's character yeah, Billy. Yeah. He's he's working at this truck stop, the Dixie Boy, mm-hmm. and uh, kind of which is a, like a flying J on steroids. Exactly. <laughs> Basically, yeah. You you get uh, you get around to this point in the story where you find out he's an ex-con. And he's kind of on this work release program. Pat Hingle's character Hendershot is kind of you know he's his, his boss. He's he's fixing the number like he wants to clock in and only uh, he wants to work wants him to work for nine hours and only work for or, uh, clock in for eight or whatever. So Wait, that's, just his, that's not normal. 
He's uh, well, my my work does that to me all the time. Maybe at your work, yeah, (laughs) that's abnormal. So he's just this kind of jerk of a boss, and um, and then uh, it kind of jumps into the action like really quickly, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which I appreciate because this type of movie. You really don't need a lot of story development. Yeah, <laughs> not, not a lot of expose needed. King's, no. Let's King get some kills. Jumps into it really, really quickly, and and the stuff that he runs into, he he basically goes through the stuff that you're not supposed to do in movies, and just right off the bat, just checks him off. In the very beginning, there's like a little kid running in a soccer field, and he gets yeah. fucking steamrolled. The oh baseball team. Yeah, and I was I noted that that kill is gnarly. <laughs> I was reading about this, and originally they had a blood sack that was put on the ground next to the dummy, and so that when the steamroller would run it over, you would get a blood stain that went around it, and it would like like be a, a stamp. Oh, it'd be a, shit. yeah, like a, or so like a footprint. What sort happened of? though was the blood sack got hit too late or too early one of the two and it ended up bursting out the front like a pop zit but it was right next to the head and it looked like the kid's head got steamrolled and then all the blood just rushed to his head and then popped like yeah. his head exploded which i'm pretty and, i don't know i don't know much about about this type of stuff but that's probably I, how it would go right yeah well i guess stephen king was a static like about a, it like he loved a t- it tube of toothpaste but the yeah. ratings board made him take it out this wow. is why which is why it cuts really quickly right there bummer it's um, still a gnarly kill it yeah. is it i mean is. it's literally a kid getting steamrolled like, in his know, head you see his head go under yeah, yeah. oh yeah it's, it's crazy and, and this then, is within the first what five minutes yeah, of the movie or something yeah. like that and then w- within 10. a couple yeah. of minutes from that they kill the dog Oh, There's no. a dead dog with a remote control police car that like jammed oh. into its mouth and like killed it. Jeez. <laughs> so like you said, he's going through the like you don't kill kids and you don't kill dogs. And he right off the bat, he's like, even, "Fuck you, world." <laughs> even though it's become more popular nowadays, but it's but back then, killing kids and killing dogs that was pretty gnarly. Yeah, <laughs> it's still pretty gnarly nowadays. Yeah, well, yeah, but it's more common. I suppose. Yeah. Um, so, and, and why would that, that's another, I guess that's another one of the things is like, um, these things have all obviously come to life and are killing everybody. But that kid, uh, what was his name? Deke. He was able to just kind of ride through the middle of the street down the town for hours and yeah. nothing ever he came was, after him except for one lawnmower. He was real calm too. Yeah, like he's real seen, calm about seeing dead, dead bodies, bodies thrown everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> and yeah. he knew Morse code. He was like the most useful person in the <laughs> movie. He really <laughs> was. It's like, I just learned about Morse <laughs> code in my Eagle Scout uh, training. I got a merit badge. <laughs> <laughs> convenient. Real convenient. Listen, I was in Boy Scouts. I got no Morse code merit badge. I'm just saying. Yeah, me neither. I built a, what is it called? The soapbox derby car that was oh, a piece yeah. of shit. And uh, <laughs> didn't win jack shit. <laughs> I won all mine actually. Oh, Almost fuck all, you, of them. Mike. You gotta put the weight in the back of the car. That's oh, the trick. I put hidden weights, weights underneath in the bottom too. Uh, underneath in the back. Yep. Isn't that cheating? No way. Oh. You can build those things any way you want to. Oh, I was. I thought that was cheating. Jay knows what's up. Yeah. They, uh, they wouldn't let me compete because my car was so fast against <laughs> everyone else. They, they stopped letting me to compete against everyone. They just <laughs> give this guy the trophy. <laughs> so, uh, so Emilio uh, meets another girl who is uh, hitching a ride across down to uh, down to uh, Florida. And she hitches a ride with a Bible salesman who um, pretty much represents the Catholic Church pretty well. <laughs> Explain. Go ahead. He's just a creeper. He's just, uh. a, he's just a creeper. Doesn't believe in anything he's saying, you know. Well, he's just a Bible salesman. He's not a He's not a, a preacher or anything like that. I a, mean, he a, was trying to save people. A Bible salesman, no, he was trying to save that's true. He wasn't Money. a pastor. He was or, trying to uh, save yeah. the lady's leg next to him. <laughs> yeah, he was. he so, wasn't a man uh, of God. 
So hey, uh, what was he calling her? Sugar, sweet sugar, sugar or something. sweet sugar, sugar plum or something like that. Yeah, that yeah, oh, was gross. Speaking of which, sugar, uh, sugar plum. That just reminded me. <laughs> the first, the first person that you see in this movie, directed by Stephen King, is Stephen, Stephen King. King. Stephen King. He, he made yeah. he made his cameo the very first thing you see in the movie. <laughs> the ATM the scene was pretty funny though. Yeah. You know. you're an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, hey, 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 what does he call it? Sugar lumps or something? Yeah, like that? Really. <laughs> hey, sh- hey, sugar plum, this thing's calling me an asshole. It's, it's like pretty great. He just wanted to get his part out of the way real quick so he could do some more blow. I'm probably. <laughs> My he, lines are done. I can do more coke. Perfect. He had, to, he had to get paid by himself so he could afford more more blow. That's what it was. <laughs> just get it done right out of the way. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So so Emilio's character uh, meets this girl who is hitchhiking or whatever, and that turns into basically his love interest for the rest of the uh, rest of the movie. He was doing exactly like I. He could have done worse. As I was. Just oh saying, yeah. Absolutely. Just saying. Yeah. She absolutely. was pretty fine. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> He was. I, 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 I thought to myself during this whole thing. These, all of these people are doing all of the exact same things that I would do if I were in this situation. You, oh, yeah. you hold up somewhere, you bang, and you get drunk. <laughs> That's pretty much all and they were doing. Lots, the entire and you play time. lots of cards. And you play cards. Yep. Did yep. anybody else notice um, that this movie is literally just tremors with semi trucks? That's a mm-hmm. good point. It's exact. It's the same movie. Almost to a T, it is the same movie. Yep. The uh, in the scene, speaking of having sex at the truck stop, um, <laughs> Curtis and his uh, his new his uh, his lovely bride, uh, Bonnie, Bonnie oh. or Connie, oh. Connie, Curtis and Connie, Curtis mean, and Connie. You mean first place in the Haley Joe Osmond lookalike contest? Who <laughs> Yardley Smith? Oh my God! Are you kidding me? She sees dead people like whoa. I don't think I've ever noticed. <laughs> Does well, she actually look at? Sorry, look, go ahead. Look up, take look, up, yeah. look up a picture of her from this movie. They're in the uh, the truck stop, and um, they just, you know, real casual, have a blanket over his nuts, and are <laughs> may or may not be getting a handy um, <laughs> just in the middle of the restaurant around everybody. And just in case you, just in case you were questioning it, there's a part where it gets a little too vigorous, and it yeah. just goes on the bottom <laughs> of the table. <laughs> yeah, it's like. Okay, all right. Is this one they, they were like, are, sitting there like giggling and yeah, stuff? Yeah. yeah. I don't oh, think I even noticed that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a jacket or a blanket is just over their private parts and oh something's going on. Somebody's getting finger blasted. Somebody's getting a handy. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> Something is going on beneath the surface. But they're they're great comic relief. There is a lot of funny parts in this movie, which is cool. You mm-hmm. know, it's it's a good it's a good mix of comedy and, and horror and I wouldn't I wouldn't even call it horror. Yeah, it's, I don't it's, yeah. It's, it's got themes of it, I suppose, because people are dying and like there's, you know, there's gore. But I wouldn't call it a horror. It's movie a, it's stretch. a, it's an action sci-fi, yeah, thriller. <laughs> you know? Um, speaking of, you mentioned Kurt and Connie. Kurt was actually probably my favorite character of the entire movie. Yeah, he has some good lines. Because yeah. he was just like you said, he's the he's the comic relief. He's just yeah. he never stops being a dork. Right. But he also uh, becomes quite heroic. He does. Like when everybody else is just like, no, fuck that. I'm not going out there. He's like, well, then I'm going to because right. somebody needs help. Yeah. And he just kind of mans up and he's he's sort of a badass. But even when they're crawling through the piss water, uh, down underneath the, you know, they, they go in through the, the drain pipe in a shower to crawl over to the uh, to the outlet of that drain pipe to try and get the, the uh, Bible salesman. And he's just cracking like really terrible jokes the entire time and he's down there i actually have a, a a relative he's he would be my third cousin i think 
Yeah, he's he's like the exact same person. And so the whole time I was just the whole time I was watching this, I was like, this is exactly what he would be in this situation. Yeah. I thought it was amazing. He has some good lines. Um, when when uh, Connie and him are are driving in uh, in their vehicle and they finally they're being chased by I think a semi or some kind of a possessed vehicle. Um, <laughs> he like swerves out of the way or something of the truck, and then he says. He yells to his wife. He's like, I think I just loaded my pants. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, that's a pretty good line. And she doesn't even acknowledge you. Yeah. That's the best part. <laughs> yeah. uh, you were, uh, so you were, you started watching this a few nights ago. Yeah, I watched it I, in sections, I, I unfortunately. Came, but. I came over to watch Christine with you and Jen uh, last night. And she said she tried to watch this movie with you, but Yeardley Smith was just so obnoxious that she had, she made you turn it off, yeah. right? Yep. That's a pregnant pregnant woman for you. Yeah. <laughs> She's just, no, can't hear this right now. It's funny, though. I didn't realize until after she looked it up that she was the voice of uh, Lisa on The Simpsons. Mm. Yeah, I didn't realize I that didn't, either. But the second that you realize that, yeah. it's like clear as day. Like you can't not hear Lisa's voice. The mixing of the audio in this in this movie was it was inconsistent like her voice was super loud like when she's yelling at curtis it's like okay shut the fuck up but i guess that's kind of the point do you think they did that on purpose probably yeah but but then there's also times like with the music like they have the theme when uh when one of the the machines is killing a human they play like that that harsh i think it's acdc (laughs) playing it but it's just like a but it's like also like it's a like drum a re- beat to it. It's a recurring. It's a recurring yeah. sound. Yeah, it was like it was like ACDC's version of the uh, Psycho theme, the thing from yeah. Psycho. Yeah, Except yeah, he's it was like, like a floor gu- tom and yeah, like was, I don't know, <laughs> and then like a wailing guitar. Yeah, <laughs> there was a few times where it came, it just like wasn't. It didn't feel like it was synced up at the right time, and it was just very disruptive of the the actual soundtrack of the yeah. movie. You know, Coke. cocaine well you got a point lots of cocaine um yeah so these uh, so these 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 people get they they get locked basically inside the the uh the hyper flying j as you put it yeah Um, flying j on steroids pretty much and and, uh the semi-trucks led by the semi-truck with green green goblin face on it is like just circling circling the place not letting them leave eventually they get this like little tiny like military jeep with a machine gun why like a tank wouldn't have come i have no idea they picked the little tiniest dinkiest thing off the military base apparently um <laughs> the thing wreaks some havoc though man it, it did, kills it like did. 10 people it, that was a pretty gnarly scene actually when it's shooting up the place oh yeah, yeah. but uh yeah you know they, they eventually find their ways to get out and and it's 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 it's, it's a movie it's, <laughs> it's i don't know how else yeah. to describe it like it is what it is. It's semi-trucks trying to kill people, and they're stuck, and they have to get out. That's pretty much it. It's what you think uh, a, a movie about Emilio Estevez uh, fighting off possessed semi-trucks would be, I think. I, I don't think anyone else would think. <laughs> I think that's the best way to put it. <laughs> let me. I'm in. I'm, I'm totally in. But Let me throw this into the universe. Am I the only one that thinks of this movie as much as I love Emilio? This movie would have been so much better had it starred... Rowdy Roddy Piper. Because <laughs> it would have been so much better. At this point, when did uh, when did they live come out? It was in the late late eighties. Late eighties, and this mm-hmm. came out in eighty six. Yep. Oh yeah, would have been perfect time for. Him. I can I can see him in that role and just playing that character so much, like just his ridiculous acting chops that 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 Roddy Piper had. Like I, I yeah. Well, also just it would have been perfect. For also, it. just because Emilia Emilio Estevez is just not the. Uh, He's not the action star type, no, you know what no. I mean? He's very soft spoken. He's soft spoken and he's like he's very slight. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. I kept looking at him next to this this <laughs> this like leggy brunette that he that he managed to uh, you know become Bad. that he bedded, <laughs> and I'm just like she towers over him, and oh, he's yeah. just this tiny little tiny little dude. It's like I don't know what's going on here. Yeah, it, 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 it he he definitely did not fit the part. It, it, if you were to read the story. Emilio Estevez is not the guy you would have pictured okay. in the story. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. he's just not the hero type. Yeah. You know, he's he's like the garbage man from, uh, what's that movie with him and uh, Charlie Sheen where they find the dead body in the garbage? Oh, you know geez. what I'm talking about? Yes. What the hell is that I don't called? know what it's called. Garbage man. Is it, gar- is it garbage man? I don't know. No. It might actually be. But, um, I don't know. He's not, he's he's Gordon Bombay. He's not. That ducks, was the perfect ducks, role. ducks fly together. Yeah. They do. I don't know. Is there much else to say about Maximum Overdrive? No, no, not really. We probably did. You know, from a from a like I this was my first time seeing it. And yeah. I, and yeah, like <laughs> like we've been talking about, it's an over the top action movie about killer semi trucks. That's all it is. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it was fun. It was definitely served a different purpose than Christine did. Undoubtedly. I mean, we don't need to necessarily compare them. I mean, unless you guys want to. No, no, no. I think they have their own place in I think I think all you can say, the best thing that you can probably say is um this is this is what you get when you get when you have when you have a, a novelist who wants to direct their own movie yeah when you compare it to Christine which was directed by one of the most legendary horror directors there is a ever humongous lived. difference <laughs> in quality I mean? yeah, yeah. That being said, Maximum Overdrive though is one of those movies where, <clears throat> if you've never heard of it before, like like I hear about movies all the time from the eighties I've never heard of. I'm like, oh my god, it's got awesome rubber masks and all this gore and terrible acting. This movie's amazing. Yeah. Like yeah. like that's what Maximum Overdrive <clears throat> is. It, it checks all of the the boxes in that type of just stupid eighties just dumb fun kind of genre movie like yeah, that's, yeah. That, and that's what it is it's not i don't think it's it's not supposed to be anything else stephen king certainly did not scare the hell out of me right. um like it just it just i don't know it was what it was well i, I like it's in it's, the best way possible it's funny well because right now right now as it stands this is one of my favorite movies from the 80s yeah. i'd have very fond memories of watching it it's it's funny when you I think when I was younger I wasn't like really aware of the fact that ACDC did the whole yeah. the whole soundtrack and now when I watch it it's like it's it's cool and it's funny and it, it fits yeah. it fits the bill but when you think about it it's like it, Stephen King really took himself seriously when he decided to make the whole the whole soundtrack ACDC. Yeah, like, yes, <laughs> this is gonna be fucking awesome. <laughs> I'm gonna get one of the biggest. But now it's just it's like it makes you laugh, you know. Yeah, I'm gonna get one of the biggest rock bands of all time to do the entire the entire soundtrack <laughs> for my my first movie that I'm gonna direct. <laughs> but I will give him credit. You know, the just the very the very basic principle of the film is is it's a solid idea. You know, mm-hmm. an idea of all of the mechanical things in our lives betraying our trust right. you know and that yeah. is a that's pretty terrifying i mean if you i mean when you really look at this i mean granted this was boiled down to just you know what what was the name of the truck stop uh, uh, dixie boy dixie boy okay so you know it's boiled down to basically this town and in this this location but it's just a snapshot of what's going on over the entire world yep. yeah and it's that's a good point like as i was watching this i was thinking well this is the 80s so this is kind of the 80s version of what we might see in a movie where ai exactly uh goes out of control yeah that's and true. i just watched ex machina so like that was in the, my, my mind while yeah. i was watching this and it's and you if, know you could totally do a new version and if you watch the Joe Which Rogan one was better? 
Huh? Which one was better? Um, it's close. <laughs> <laughs> and if you watch the Joe Rogan podcast with Elon Musk, did oh you, yeah, yeah, did you watch that? Yes, yeah. Not, when not he, yet. It's when terrifying. he starts talking about AI, dude, that's oh, scary, yeah. man. Sam Harris and uh, and Elon have very similar views of it. Right. And I love Sam Harris's stuff. It's it's terrifying to think about. Yeah. I mean, but yeah, it, it it it's definitely a great idea because I mean. If, as a global catastrophe, all of the machines on Earth, and granted it was supernatural means, a comet, which is kind of a, a bullshit reason for machines to, <laughs> to malfunction, but I guess it's as good as any. But well, I, I like uh, at the very end, there's one more, there's one more uh, like title card or yeah. whatever, and it just says, uh, two weeks after this whole thing went down, a giant UFO was shot out of the sky. <laughs> it's just like you think. Like I imagine Stephen King just getting to the end of this and going, "What do I do? Uh, how do I wrap this up?" <laughs> oh fuck! It was a UFO. Okay, we're cool. Yeah. It was a total stream of consciousness. <laughs> yeah. Right. So anyway, I don't think that's uh, we can pretty much wrap it up no, on maximum we, overdrive. If you haven't seen it, we, see it. We could share our, our uh, alternate movie titles. <laughs> so so <laughs> if it's fitting, uh, we, we I, I don't have one, but I want to hear yours. We uh, we occasionally on here with each other will throw out some. Um, uh, adult film versions of of like like because there's adult films that take play on other um, well known movies right yeah, like, yeah. like like pick one do you, do you know of any that's like oh geez um uh, uh, saving Ryan's privates yeah, yeah shaving shaving Ryan's shaving privates off, right. off of forest humps right, right. Yeah. <laughs> and so we, we do that with the movies we're watching here on occasion we'd be like oh we're watching this movie oh you mean this one <laughs> <laughs> and so we came up with the uh, instead of maximum overdrive I about this it was maximum Ovary Drive <laughs> starring Emilio Erectivus. <laughs> oh, I got perfect. a little kick out of that. It's uh, awesome. It's perfect. Maybe that should be the title of it, this, it, <laughs> this episode. No. The movie needs to be made. It's just like a, a, a semi-truck with a giant dildo on the front of it instead of... Instead, and it's just chasing the girls around the lot and the dude ends up getting it, right? Right? <laughs> uh, no, Mike. <laughs> They could easily do a remake. I mean, have they? I mean, uh, yes, nineteen ninety eight. Oh, really? There was another version of this movie called Trucks that was made. Oh wow! That uh, was actually supposed was, to be a maximum is, no, overdrive. No, it is. It's based on the same really? short story, oh, and it's starring the guy from. He was in the Nightmare on Elm Street remake. He was one of the kids that was in the insane asylum. Uh, the more uh, the one that you've recognized before from other horror movies, I can't think of the guy's name. Yeah, but he was in that, and there's a couple other people I think that were in it as well that were uh, bigger names. Huh. It was called. It was just called Trucks from '98. Mm. It was a TV movie. Well, I'm, I'm surprised. Check, I'm check it out. Surprised with all the remakes they're doing now. Like that would be a pretty easy one to do, especially with if you tie in AI. And or weren't you guys just talking about um, Short Circuit? Being a, they're doing a new version of Short Circuit. Oh, we talked about well. It a while Short ago. Circuit was essentially Chappie. Okay, wasn't it? Isn't it? Wasn't that? Isn't that what it was? Kind of, yeah. But aren't they actually doing a Short Circuit? I don't think so. You talked. No? You talked about. Yeah, it. I, I thought it was Chappie. I thought Chappie was basically oh. Neil Bloomkamp's version of Short Short uh, Circuit. Oh. But that was a while ago. That was like years ago. We talked about that. Well, not Are more, you living in the not past? More than two. Tank? I listened to an old episode. I don't know. <laughs> hey, at least you're listening. I am. <laughs> All right. Well, that is uh, that's Maximum Overdrive yep. from 1986, and now we're gonna we're gonna drop back a few years to a land called 1983, <laughs> which is funny when you compare. We were talking about the quality three. difference between these two mo- two movies when you watch the one 
directed by Stephen King in 1986, and then you watch the one directed by John Carpenter in yeah. 1983, the 1983 movie blows it out of the water. Just like production-wise, yeah. just yeah, blows it completely well, out of the water. So this is what happens when you have a film being made by a guy that is has the capabilities of making a good movie. Right. Stephen King didn't really know what he was doing. It no. was like it's like oh, I can see that. That looks real good. I can do that better than you. <laughs> and and then you you do it. And it's terrible. Well, it's kind of didn't it's like, he, it's, like, it's like me watching Wolfgang Puck cook and go, I can do that better. Yeah, I can do that. <laughs> and then your house is burnt down. <laughs> yeah, he makes like a five course meal. I make pancakes, like right. <laughs> which pancakes are still good. Shitty pancakes. Okay, well, <laughs> with enough syrup, they're still good. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. Uh, so Christine from 1983, a nerdish boy buys a strange car with an evil mind of its own, and his nature starts to change. To reflect it, um, one of the, that's pretty good. Uh, one of the synopsis. things, no, no, it is one of the things that we noticed about this movie is that the uh, this is, might be mean to say, but the the actors did oh. not uh, did it, not fare well after this movie. They just didn't they didn't age well. Uh, yeah. <laughs> eh, no, I don't mean to be mean. Uh, Harry Dean Stanton did though, until this year, he still looks good. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I was going to say, he probably still looks relatively the same that he did. <laughs> Do you mind if I... Uh... Modern... Yeah, dude, that's why they're there. Modern embalming. All right. Um, yeah, so uh, Christine was uh, starring uh, Keith Gordon, who played Arnie Cunningham. Uh, Arnie is the, 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 the titular character. He's the, uh, the nerdish boy mm-hmm. who uh, basically finds a car, falls in love with it, and uh, it, the car becomes his life. It takes yeah. over his life, basically. Uh, his best friend, uh, uh, Dennis, played by John Stockwell... He's essentially like the the jock that is like best friends with the nerdy kid, mm-hmm. and sticks up for him and this and that. And uh, he's sort of like his confidant. Like like whenever he's got a problem, he goes to this guy, helps him out. Yeah. So, like I said, he's, it's like his best friend. Almost like if he had a girlfriend, this is the role that guy would play because right. he kind of gets cut out of his life when Christine comes into it. Yeah. But then he also has a girlfriend, the hottest chick in school. The hottest new girl. The 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 hottest new. The hottest new girl. The 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 girl everybody. Small criteria once again, but (laughs) definitely fine. There's a weird fine. Fine. Like his version better. (laughs) Fine. Fine. But also uh, another another character that I I didn't even realize it was her in the movie. But the did you realize who the the blonde girl was played by? Yeah. um, She's in a lot of shit. She's in Twins. Yeah, that's um. Uh, she um, with Kelly Pressinger, Kelly Pressinger, yeah, she was in uh, Jerry Maguire. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure she was married to John Travolta forever and a day. Oh yeah, I wasn't think she Travolta's hey, wife? Hey, Tom Cruise. Gee, <laughs> <laughs> <Jeez>, Sandy, <laughs> you sounded like a uh, like a European car dealer of some sort. <laughs> He's a Tom Cruise. <laughs> I'm so into that. that's my Travolta. <laughs> Uh, you also have, uh, like I said, uh, Harry Dean Stanton is also in this plays uh, Detective Junkins. Um, He's kind of cool. Okay. And then I forgot that he was in this, but you got Robert Pros- Prosky, uh, who plays Will Darnell, who is the best. Who is uh, Grandpa Munster in, right. the, in the old Munster movie yeah, you're right. TV show? So uh, always good to see him. Uh, you know, before he died. He kills it. He's got a great role in He's this. great. Yeah, he's fantastic. I love that guy. He shows up every now and then yeah. in, in random stuff here and there. And I go, oh, oh yeah. yeah, it's him. Like he usually, I never know him by name, though. He usually I just plays, know him by 
grab a monster. He right? usually plays like the very, you know, kind of pleasant old man, though. Like the really grandfatherly yeah. sort of yeah. presence. And he's a total asshole in this uh, movie, and I loved it. It's great. He was so good. Kind of I don't know what he was always chewing on, but it like yeah, it just made the character even more like. Are you uh, eating obnoxious. something? Is that. I don't know. Is that like chewing tobacco? <laughs> I don't But it was always in the front of his mouth. Yeah. Like, He's like, chewing on his own tongue. He's a badass. <laughs> oh, God. Total badass. He has an enlarged tongue. It's a medical condition, James. <laughs> <laughs> also, a small part played by Robert's Blossom, who uh, is the old man from Home Alone. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. The guy, yes. who, the guy, who's, spreading, the shovel. guy yep. who's spreading the salt on With, the. To get, on, the, to get the big clanky boots and the, and the shovel, yeah. He has this unusual, like... I think it's a back brace. Oh, okay. Like, what, uh, I weird. thought the exact same thing. I think I asked, I go, what is he wearing? Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of weird. That that guy's, like, such a bizarre-looking person. Like, I have not... Like, the way his cheeks sink in and yeah. stuff like that. He's just He plays the creepy old man very well. <laughs> yeah. I've not seen him in anything else other than Home Alone, to be honest with you. So the fact that he had, like, a speaking role in this um, was... Awesome! Like, like yeah. he's actually a really good actor. Like, I just never. I he's he's silent in the Home Alone movies. No, you know? he's not. No, he's, he's got lines in the Home Alone movies. Yeah, toward the end when he kind of be, uh, befriends Kevin. I guess I haven't seen them in a like long when time. They, when they meet up at the church and he beats the shit oh, out of the wet bandits. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, yes, exactly. He yeah, he, he, he destroys Joe Pesci with his shovel <laughs> to the dome. He was in Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Yeah, I feel like no he's shit. been in something else huge. I, I think he's I been can't in place of. Uh, Escape from Alcatraz. Oh well, okay. So he's been in a lot of stuff. I just I probably haven't recognized him. I've seen Close Encounters a million times. I just don't think that I. He probably didn't have a beard, is my guess. So he'd be yeah. pretty unrecognizable probably without his beard. But uh, especially if he's old in it, which back then maybe he wasn't. Quite I think as he old. was. I'm th- I think he's just one of those people who's always been old. <laughs> straight, straight out the womb, wrinkles, beard, prematurely gray, a shovel, like a Benjamin Button kind of thing going on. He's seventeen in this film. Oh, uh, you so, never know. Okay, so speaking of kids in this film that are supposed to be seventeen, the jocks in the beginning yeah. that are being—they're clearly like at least in their mid forties. Uh, yeah. William Ostrander, who plays Buddy Repperton, he's the guy who pulls the switchblade on. on uh, Who's just on yoked? Arnie. He's just yoked to the gills, like. Like as soon as we saw him, like this this man is forty two years old and he's still in shop class in high school. You know what though? That they you do see that a little more in the older films where they get older characters or oh, uh, actors to play them. Definitely. But however, the attire has a lot to do with it too because they're wearing those older style of clothing. That's you true. associate somebody older with that. From that era, yeah, well, you know? and he's so, like a he's a straight up greaser kind yeah, of. Right. So like, uh, but he has '80s hair, which is like and, a, he has and, like an '80s Jerry curl and and, and, and nice pointy mutton chops. Yeah, that come yeah. down. Like, I don't know anybody in high school that could grow mutton chops no. like that. Oh, I had I had a badass pair of mutton chops. Oh, did, oh, did you? <laughs> Probably. I don't know. <laughs> um, so so essentially, um, Arnie's just you know he's the typical yeah. he's the typical nerd, but he has this friend in uh Dennis. Dennis he's kind of his protector and uh they're driving home from school one day and he something catches his eye and he's like go back I gotta see it I, gotta I thought see it was it. like a chick's ass or something like that like reverse yeah. man I gotta <laughs> see it check again. this out cause they're talking about they're talking about losing their virginity the whole time yeah. and stuff like that and uh they go back and he sees this just beat up junker sitting in this which it's only 20 years old for a car to go that that bad in 20 years I Especially if it's been taken care yeah. of previously. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was like Seems a representation a of the previous owner passing on and 
Because Christine, you learn, can fix herself. Yeah. yeah. But she didn't have a love at the time, so maybe she'd let herself go. Oh. Oh. That's really nice. And when she gets into a relationship again, her odometer turns back. It turns oh. back the hands of time. Take, taking some of the miles off yeah. the old girl. Yeah. <laughs> we're, really, we're, get, we're really getting under the hood of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> I'd like to go up the tailpipe, personally. You know he, he definitely he dropped you know his nuts he in oil. Oh, or yeah. something. Put a little sugar in the gas tank. <laughs> yes. So he sees his car. And he didn't care if somebody shit in her. He still went in. <laughs> That'll make sense later. Maybe. <laughs> we'll just never get to it. And people will be like, what does that mean? <laughs> so he sees this car and he decides on a whim to buy it. I mean, and it's outrageous. It's outrageous. He pays $250 yeah, for and, it. Yeah, and, and his buddy, Dennis, is like, you can get a really nice car for the same kind of money. I'm like, even back then, what kind of car are you getting for two hundred fifty dollars for? But really, really, but really back then, this is uh, this is crazy about this time. Like our parents, you could actually buy a super nice vehicle, like a souped up muscle car, for pretty. I mean, pretty cheap. Like not a probably used one, a few hundred dollars. But even a new one, it'd be like a few thousand dollars. Yeah. So because, this was nineteen at this point. It, it's nineteen seventy eight, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. When they jump ahead in the story. Yeah, like a guy, like guys I used to work with. They all had when they were in high school. They all had like GTOs and like pretty badass muscle cars by today's standards. Yeah. And they were affordable. Like you could buy one and go to high school. Like I mean, when we went to high school, kids were driving like you know. I had a a ninety three Plymouth Acclaim, which. It's not a muscle car, but it is a Plymouth, and I did have kind of a similar Christine experience with her, you know. And you Wait, put, what? You put some sugar in the gas tank? <laughs> I fucked my 93 Acclaim, all right? I said it. There was there was a hole in the front seat. And it, but, uh... but that was what was cool about them is you could buy like a, a sweet, like that was a Plymouth, yeah. I don't know what kind of car it was that a was. Plymouth Fury, I wasn't say it? That, I want to say that my mom, uh, when she was younger, uh, when my dad first met her, she had a Camaro. Yeah. And she paid like three grand for it. And, like, that's, and that was common. That was like, like my dad, he, he was not rich. He was a greaser, but he had like... <laughs> He had uh, a Barracuda, like all yep. these, nar- and he has all these pictures of him, and he didn't make a lot of money, you sure, know, he was sure. probably making minimum wage, but back then, that was the, that the was norm. Minimum wage was a livable wage back then. Well, exactly, yeah. Same thing, my dad bought a badass Charger fully loaded out when he was 16 years old. Right. Can you imagine that now? <laughs> That's like buying, right. like, I don't know, something paying, sweet. Paying <laughs> 20 cents for a loaf of bread was expensive back then. That That's the world they lived in. Yeah. 15 cents for a gallon of gas, like. Right. <laughs> And this movie appeals to that specific those those um, that like group of people because mm-hmm. there's so many cool cars. Like Dennis drives a really cool car. I don't yep. know what it is. I'm not a car charger. Guy. Yeah, that's a badass vehicle. Everybody drives badass vehicles mm-hmm. in the, in this movie. So that's like another dimension to it too. And you know, there's very specific things about mechanical repair and body repair. Yeah, and, yeah. You know. Even even Arnie's <laughs> parents drive a sweet car. It's a yellow. Uh, Gremlin, the yellow that, gremlin, gremlin from uh, from Cujo yeah. and uh, oh nice. Uh, what was the other movie? We saw it in Halloween in too. Hall- yeah. Oh, that's cool. So he has a reoccurring uh, uh-huh. vehicle. That's dope. It seems like it. It's kind of like uh, what's his face? Sam. Sam Raimi. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> every every uh, film has right or yeah. Oh yeah. Every I don't think sing- it's every King adaptation, but I think there's no. some that were you know definitely in, maybe in cahoots with it or they're fans of each other's work so they they kind of did it no to... we didn't look this up did we did you actually look no. up to see if that's a, if, I did if not. it's a gremlin I did not but it looks like the exact same car yeah. we we noticed it in the background of the original halloween 
and then it's in Cujo, and then I'm pretty sure it's that same car that pulls it, out of the gas station, it's and it's the, in the garage of the parents' house. Yeah, if it's not the same car, it's very similar. Yeah. Uh, almost intentionally so. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it's kind of how I take it. But... um. <clears throat> So, uh, so, so Arnie starts fixing this this uh, sweet gal up, and he's doing a he's putting in a ton of work within uh-huh. weeks, and he gets this thing in like mint condition within like a month or something. Yeah. And all of a sudden, he starts to become kind of a badass. He like starts standing up to his parents. <laughs> he's suddenly dating the new girl, who's the most beautiful girl in school. He's got a chip on his shoulder, and everybody's kind of freaked out by it. And uh, except for you know. The uh, the forty year old greaser, he's like, I'm gonna fuck this car <laughs> up. And actually, that's one of my favorite scenes of the entire movie is when they go and they they smash they the car. smash the shit out yeah. of it. Because that in and it's it, that in and of itself, that's that sucks to watch a beautiful car be smashed to bits. But the way that they did the um, when Christine fixes herself up in that scene, yeah, how did they do that? That was amazing. I'm pretty sure I didn't. I, I actually didn't, looked I, it. I did look okay. it up. It's exactly what you said it was. Okay, so they had basically what you see in the movie is in reverse. Okay, so they had um, like hydraulic, uh, like oh, bladders or pulleys had, yeah, on the it inside. Was like hy- it was like hydraulic pumps that were connected to cables that were connected to the outside of the car. Oh. Now the car. Uh, each area that they were doing it in, it wasn't the real car. Obviously, it was like right. it was like a plastic polymer or something like that because it looked way more shiny than the car ever yeah. actually did mm-hmm. in real life. And they would, they would, they would, the hydraulic would pull the cables that are connected to the inside, and it would basically and it just would like crinkle sh- it, crinkle yeah, it from the inside, and sense. then they just reverse the footage. Yeah. And but it was it made super it look like effective though. Oh, These, this is oh, the yeah, kind of filmmaking awesome. that you got back in in this era, where it's like you know, uh, uh, in, uh, invention uh, or no, what is it? How, how's the saying go? Uh, the mother of invention. Necessity is the mother of invention. Yeah, yeah. Like, and and it's true because they had to figure out how to do this, and they did it all practically. Mm-hmm. And these these movies hold up uh, from this era because of that type of ingenuity. When you just have to like, well, we need a car to be crumpled and then not. How do you do that? Right. You well, know, we now, get on our computer and we ex- exactly <laughs> like, nowadays. <fuck> nowadays, <laughs> that's all it is, and, and and that's why that's why these movies are. Are always going to be considered the, like the, in my opinion, the best era of filmmaking because yeah. you had to do this stuff practically, and you had to figure out how to make stuff work. Yeah, yeah. Um, and this is a great example of it. Um, and it, it kind of bums you out when you meet younger people who haven't haven't watched movies like this, and so all they know is the CGI mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that's all they know. Yeah, it looks perfect and what seamless. What do you mean? But Avatar was real. <laughs> the thing with CGI too is like it. Well, kind it, of it was. It's still like it just it continue it. As the years progress, it just looks worse, I think. I don't think it looks better. Like, it's dated. You know, like, when Lord of the Rings came out, yes. When it first came out in 2004 or five, whatever, when they released the first one, mm-hmm. I thought it looked great. Now it looks like dog shit. It looks horrible. I haven't it's watched be- it in a long time, our, does it? It's because it's our... It's horrible. The troll, oh my God. It's, it's because our TVs are better. Like, the... Uh, that, yes. You know, the, the higher... Um, like the resolution. Yeah, the higher resolution on our TVs, it it you can no longer hide the the uh-huh. seams behind the right. kind of crappy video quality. You know yeah. what I mean? We're we're luckily also in an era in an era now though where they're finally starting to understand that if you mix the two together, because there was a while when there was just no practical effects at all. Like they mm-hmm. relied completely on CG. Yeah. Nowadays, and especially in horror movies, because well, it was new and exciting, so they just sure, wanted to use sure. it. Sure. Nowadays, though. They're finding they're finding that if you mix the two, if you mm-hmm. have the practical, but then you use the digital to like just clean it up, 
that's like the perfect marriage of the two and that's yeah. exactly how it should be right like jurassic park for example yeah. granted that's not this era but they did this back when they were like jurassic park they invented that technology like right. that cg was invented for that movie mm-hmm. right and it looks so good because you had the practical heads mixed with like the the it was, that's a prime example and it was done two decades before what they're doing now right. you know like it, it's well a decade and a half but yeah like it's it's crazy yeah, you don't watch Christine and say, "Oh, that's a no." Two decades, two, two and a half yeah, decades. Two and a half decades. Yeah. yeah, you don't watch Christine and think, "Oh, what? That's so dated looking." The way that vehicle Not, gets no. crushed, Not it's at like, all. or fixes itself. It's like, no, that looks like a real fucking demonic vehicle fixing yeah, itself. Yeah, even with even watching a, a a high def transfer and like on the higher def television, the whole movie looked great. Yeah, like I it, couldn't it looks see good any by today's like standards, nothing though. looked nothing yeah. looked cheesy and, or or. Uh, Go, sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. Go, uh, you read on. No, that, yeah, go I was ahead. Like, Christine's not really even a horror movie either, if you think about it. Like, it's more of a thriller, if you will, like ish. I hate that term, oh, but I like, hate that term, I do thriller. hate it, but like, <laughs> but it is though. Like, they, think about it. the only reason that's rated R is because they drop an F bomb in it a couple times. That's it. That movie would not be, especially back then when they didn't even have PG 13. That well, probably they, would have been a PG movie. They also frankly. talk about like jizz and cocks and stuff a lot. <laughs> But, but that's language, kind of though. The but yeah. language is the only though. reason, though, is my point. Pretty though. Like, much, that's yeah. it. Um, another thing that... Yeah, because even the kills in the movie are... you they For the most part, they cut away from... Yeah. Mm-hmm. They cut away from mostly the action. Mostly off-screen. Yeah. yeah. And no, so it's like a car running somebody down. How often can you... I'm sorry, I had to say this because I didn't. I'm going back to Maximum Overdrive for one second. Yeah. Um, Duncan, Duncan, was that his name? The uh, Bible salesman? Yeah, I don't remember. Whatever his name. the Bible salesman, that dude gets hit by a semi truck and his whole upper body explodes, and then he's somehow alive at the end. No, no, wrong. I didn't know. I didn't no. realize how he died. I missed it. You're mixing up. You're mixing up the two. There's there's the first guy who got the diesel in his eyes. Mm-hmm. When he gets hit, he explodes. But then the next thing you see is he's just kind of rolling away. With the Bible salesman, he's running away from the truck, and it just kind of undercuts him and throws him into the ditch shit you're right okay yeah. never mind back to this one back to christine <laughs> so where did, where did we leave off so he he buys the car he fixes it up his his personality's changing yeah, yeah like you can tell that you can tell that she's kind of affecting and he's he's really becoming just obsessed with the car like he's got this new relationship with um what was her name Le- lee lee yeah lee. he's got this new relationship with lee which he should be so excited about because he's you know, he was always kind of this dorky kid, and she's you know, this beautiful and... new girl in school. But everything comes back to the car. Like she, she kind of gets to the point where she's, and you don't see a lot of this. It seems like it jumps, it jumps ahead in time a little bit. But uh, it seems like they've been dating for a few weeks now. But she's kind of jealous of the car because he mm-hmm. spends so much time with it, and that kind of culminates in them at the drive-through, yeah, making out, and then they kind of start to go for it, and she's like, "I can't do it, not in this car," and then all of a sudden the car knows that she no longer likes the car, and <laughs> so she's trying to talk Arnie into not spending so much time with Christine. Christine gets jealous. And tries to kill yeah. Lee, as they eat their brick of, I don't know what that was. <laughs> <laughs> was it burgers? I, I don't know. It looks some, really some, unappealing. <laughs> something wrapped in tin foil. Yeah. But uh, so one of the things that I really love too is, first of all, the whole soundtrack for this yeah. movie is amazing. John because Carpenter's score just makes 
well, makes the movie. John Carpenter's score plus the the musical choices for yeah, the because uh, I'm I'm super into music from you know like the the golden oldies age. Mm-hmm. As far as I'm concerned, that's when the best mu- music came out in America. So the whole soundtrack to me was awesome. But I love how that I love how they managed to find um, songs that the lyrical content lined up with what Christine was trying to tell the people. Yeah. yeah. Like there was a, every time somebody would try and break into her or something, that one song would come on that would say, you keep on knocking, but you can't come in. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's pretty awesome. Or every time Arnie was driving her and the song would pop on it, it would, it would always about, it would, the, the lyric, love song. Yeah, it would be yeah. a love song about the two of them being meant for each other mm-hmm. or something like that. Mm-hmm. I thought that was so cool. Yeah. It was. It almost reminds me of uh, the early Transformers movie when Bumblebee could only oh, talk by oh, the radio yeah. station. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah for sure. Kind of reminds me of that. Um, what 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 kills me about what kills me about this is that he spent all this time restoring her when she could have just restored herself the entire time. I think he was just masturbating while she was fixing herself. You know, because there was like there really was that scene where where he's just like, show me. Okay. It's, is that what he says? <laughs> he does. And then there's like well, the lights get really bright. Well, because she fixes her... Uh, with, uh, um, I'm, I'm bad with engine parts. What the hell is it? They, oh, uh, like that. It's like her, the headers, right? Yeah, they, yeah. Like they yeah. like inflate. Yeah, they suddenly... And he, he doesn't gave, see he it. He gave the car head. Is that he, the thing? <laughs> <laughs> he, hears, he hears it happen and then he looks in the hood and it's suddenly fixed and then he walks out into the, the spotlight and he says, show me. And yeah. she, it's kind of like she was like undressing herself, except right. for in reverse in front of him. But I think maybe, I guess now that I'm thinking about it, the reason that he, the reason she didn't fix herself up to begin with mm-hmm. in front of him, that's kind of like what uh, what Tank was saying earlier. It's like a new relationship where you you get into this new relationship and you suddenly, imp- you want to improve for the person, mm-hmm. but you want to make sure that they're worthy. So like, he had to put work into her to prove himself as being worthy to her. Okay, I get that. And then after that, it was easier. Like if anything, on, yeah. yeah, if anything happened, then she could fix herself up for him. I get you know that. What I, mean? I get that. It was pretty cool that um, they did a really good job with showing how he became like possessed by her, um, and it was pretty intense. I mean, especially with him and and Lee, you know, their relationship. Um, at one point, I mean, he, he's manic, you know, he's, he's on her doorstep and, um, she's basically like, I'm, I think I'm done with you. You know, after she chokes, uh, almost chokes to death in his, in Christine, Yeah. she takes it or he takes her home and, um, she's on her doorstep and she's just like, I'm kind of done with you. And he's like, well, maybe you're just sexually frustrated. And it's like, kind of becomes like a creepy, like throwing <laughs> yeah, some it rapey real weird. It got real weird. Yep. So that's one, one example. And it's like very real, you know, as a viewer, you're like, oh fuck, that's, that's, I, that guy's a creep. But then it gets even worse because like, um, when, when she, um, he gets physically violent, violent with her when she, um, when she walks up to the car where he's storing it. And they discover that it's been total demolished, vandalized by those assholes. And she, and after everything that he did to her, she's just trying to comfort him, like, "Oh my God, yeah. who did this?" Like, right. I, like even though she hated that car, she knew what it meant to him, and she's like playing the role of the concerned yeah. one. And he just loses his mind on her. Right? Yeah, it was so real. It's like, oh my God, like this is some domestic violence going on here, mm-hmm. and it was very real. I mean, definitely, John Carpenter. I mean, he's he's the godfather of horror for a reason in filmmaking. You know, he's he's he knows what he's doing. He yeah. knows how to make make you care about a character, and 
that's a common theme throughout the whole movie. You know, you you you're rooting for him in a way, but you're also you know you're aware that he's possessed. Dennis is a great character. You know, you're. I feel. I mean, I really like Dennis's character. I yeah. did too. Yeah. yeah, he's a good dude. You know, caring after his friend and. And I then, think I think Dennis should have just stolen the girl and rode off in the sunset. That's, <laughs> that's what I think. He was a little little grabby. <laughs> he was. Her. There's one part. There's one yeah. part where she's like got her hat on his shoulder. Yeah, it's and like he's like, easy, he's like rubbing her shoulder. Yeah. Like his fingers are doing a little exploring on her yeah, shoulder. It's maybe. like it's like a little uh, maybe take your hands off the girl there with their buddy. Yeah. Well, and I mean he was introduced. He was interested in her to begin with. Sure. So, like, that kind of showed. Even more how how nice of a guy he was and how supportive he was of Arnie, because because yeah. all of a sudden Arnie shows up and he's got Lee on his arm, and uh, it obviously rattles Dennis. Yeah, when he's going for the yeah, he ends up getting like ha- like almost paralyzed because he's on the football field when he first realizes that they're together like making out by Christine. Yeah, but uh, you know like after that. He doesn't say anything to her. He doesn't say, why'd you steal my girl or anything? He becomes supportive of the yeah. whole thing. Sure. So, you know, I can't blame him when he tries to make a move a little bit at the end <laughs> when Arnie's yeah. starting to lose his mind. He is nuts. His best so friend wa- is nuts. I just want to test the waters here, maybe see if there's a little uh, <laughs> little reciprocation or not. Um, um, what's so your favorite, favorite scene from the movie? I was going to say, to wrap this up, let's just talk about favorite scenes. My personal favorite scene is when uh, so sh- uh, Christine goes to take her vengeance on uh i, I keep forgetting I his I name uh randy buddy buddy, buddy. ripperton <laughs> almost uh, buddy ripperton and she shows up at the gas station and she plows into the side of his car and then the entire like she backs up the entire place goes up in flames and then christine is entirely aflame she's chas- entirely aflame, entirely aflame <laughs> chasing him down the road so that is gnarly. such yeah. a sweet visual like yep. just her like just, like not even just a little bit on fire she's completely completely engulfed, engulfed in flames yep. chasing him down the road it's like it's so cool yeah that's hands down my favorite scene in the movie too. yeah like, it's just the visual is just it's so striking yeah and, and it's a really dark scene too so you have like the, the it's at night so you have this really dark backdrop right. and then like I don't know if they boosted the contrast in this or what they did, but like those, the the, the contrast between the flames and that black background yeah. are striking, and yeah. it's just such Looks a cool so awesome. visual. Yeah, and yeah. again, done practically. Yeah, so right. they lit a fucking car on fire <laughs> and drove it down the road. You My know what question I mean? like, though is, how did the tires not melt? Because <laughs> she's supernatural yeah she's a demon demon car yeah that's fair i really like the scene um i like the whole interaction of him of uh of art artie arnie arnie of arnie um having to store the vehicle at darnell's uh salvage yard Mm -hmm. i like the i like the whole scene where he has to pull in and then darnell's kind of a dick to him well is a dick to him super dick Yeah. yeah And uh, like as he's fixing the vehicle up, you know, the, just the commentary of Darnell, he's like says something like, "Look at this guy! Look how crooked he or look how cockeyed he works! <laughs> he's got a, a brand new wiper blades on a busted windshield or something yeah. like you know." It's just he's just fucking ripping on this kid, but but then you can slowly kind of see there's a little bit of uh, he gets he's kind of impressed slowly, yeah. and there's a little bit of admiration for the fact that this kid is so diligent. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then he's like kind of hassles him about digging around through his trash pile. And then he finally come, you know, like maybe if you start doing a little bit of chores around here, do some uh, some oil changes and yeah, yeah do a couple like, lube jobs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll have to think about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't think too long. <laughs> a guy I used to work with told me 
about Christine so many different times. I used to work at a car dealership and all like all the time he would tell me about Christine, how good it was. And he would always quote that part about the busted windshield and, and wiper <laughs> blades. And I'm glad I finally watched it. It was uh, definitely, definitely worth a watch. Yeah. Yep. I haven't seen, I hadn't seen it in years and I was, I, is everybody, every bit as enjoyable as I remember yeah, it being. Absolutely. So. Uh, a couple of fun facts before we wrap up here. <clears throat> um, we had mentioned when we were watching it, the neighborhood looked like the Halloween neighborhood. Yeah. Absolutely was shot in the same neighborhood. We got to call Jen out yep. for that one. Wow. She totally neighbor, called neighbor that one. Goes, goes, look, she's like, she goes, it looks, looks like the same street they film all the yeah, horror was, movies same, on. Same neighborhood at least. Yeah. So uh, same, same looking wow. everything. Cool. And uh, this movie went into production before the book was even published. Oh, really? Yeah. Stephen hmm. King was so hot back then. It was like any... It was basically the studio had between chose between three scripts. It was either Christine, Cujo, or something else. They passed on Cujo because they thought that it was too like childish, and they made Christine instead. Little yeah. little did they know Cujo would go on to be a cult sensation as well. So well, I mean, but I'm both of them are really now. Yep. So it's can you imagine Steve uh, uh, John Carpenter making Cujo though? Yes, I, I can't. Sweet. We we talked about this last last week with George A. Romero making it. Yeah, I can't imagine that, and I can't imagine <laughs> I can't imagine John Carpenter doing Cujo either. Yeah. Not a, that it wouldn't be awesome. I just can't imagine it. There's a pretty cool tip of hat tip of the hat to Detroit in the beginning too, with the on the assembly line. Christine, oh, yeah. you know, with the being oh, built yeah. in Detroit, the Plymouth. Oh yep. uh, yeah, because uh, Plymouth Fury. That's what that's what she was. Yeah. We we questioned what kind of car it was earlier. Plymouth mm-hmm. Fury. Pretty cool. So. Yeah. Uh, well, anyway, right. that's uh, that's Christine from nineteen eighty-three. Uh, anything else? That's that's gonna be it. We got a roll for next week. Uh, yes. So uh, once again, as always, uh, roll two through ten. Uh, we already have things pre-made for uh, our Stephen King month here. That's so, right. Uh, let's see what we got. Okay. Here we go. It is a three. Oh, we're gonna go in two threes. Next week gonna be four. <laughs> Could be, um, <laughs> yeah. No, you look at me really weird. Yeah, I, I thought you said two threes. And oh then no, said, yeah, no, no, two, no, three, no. and then four. Yeah. So um, keep up, James. Keep so up. we're doing so three is movie picks the beer. Another beer another the standard movie. episode. Movie picks movie, the beer. Movie picks the beer. Um. All right. So we decided to go with um one of the newer uh, Stephen King mm-hmm. outings, which is 1922. Mm-hmm. On Netflix and 1408. Ooh, John Cusack. It's, uh, it's going to be the Stephen King's Got Your Number episode. Yeah. And I think, what are we going to do? Goose Island 312? I think that was kind of what we decided, yeah. Or 312, whatever the hell whatever it's, it's called. Whatever it's called, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I have a Goose Island 312 shirt that I'm going to wear next week. For nope, the, just nope, for the occasion. Nobody, nobody Special cares. shirt. Huh? Nobody cares. Well, <laughs> I care. Shut up. No, so, we do um, care about. And actually, I gotta I gotta give credit to Carney for this one because he said you guys should watch 1922, and I said eh, I think we're gonna keep it classic Stephen King for the rest of the month, and here we are watching it. So well, hey, thank you, Carney. There's only so many movies that fit in these categories, so uh, they all had to get chosen. I mean, there's a ton, but yeah. So anyway, that's what we're gonna be doing for next week. So tune into that. If you want to find us on social media, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and SoundCloud at the Buzzkill Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at the Buzzkill. PC. You can also find us on all your third party and I guess first party streaming platforms. We're on everything. Leave we're, us, uh, we're always the first party. Always. Uh, leave us a comment. Leave us a uh, a rating of of what was this week? Zero. Uh, <laughs> no five. <laughs> leave us. 
nothing. Fuck it. Tell us, <laughs> tell us how many overdrives we maxed out at. <laughs> If you want to find J-Raj, you can find me on all social media at Ocean Recording and also check out www.oceanrecordingstudio.com for all your fantastic audio needs. Yeah, baby. All right. Well, Tank, thank you so much. Thank you, Thanks for coming out, man. Always Always a pleasure. I love it. Thank you. All right. Well, uh, until next week, boys. Cheers. Cheers. Try to have a good night.